AutoTrader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment. So you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at AutoTrader.com slash finally it's easy. AutoTrader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment. So you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at AutoTrader.com slash finally it's easy. Hey guys, this one is another Troubled Minds classic. Like I said, I'm going to keep putting these up as long as I don't get complaints. So if you guys have complaints or feedback on any of this stuff, I'd love to hear it. Troubled Minds Radio at Gmail. You can reach me anytime and I'll do my best to answer everybody. Now, the thing is this. Uh, today, in particular, I had the uh, case of the bubble guts, for you know, lack of a better term, and I took the night off, but uh, I made sure that uh, I came late here to put one of these shows up from the old days. So I'm going to keep putting up Trouble Minds Classic, like I said. If we have complaints, you know where to reach me. Thanks, guys, for listening. You're the best. Catch you soon. The topic is the one-year anniversary of Space Force. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground.
I'm your host, Michael Strange. And hello to all of you who also have troubled minds. What's up? It is Friday night, and you know what that means. It's time to talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about, which is, of course, aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the 24-hour news cycle, the government, academia, censorship, the technocracy. And it doesn't seem to end, does it? The list goes on, and the list goes on. And here we are thinking about things in this world, wondering, is this truly the upside down? Is this really how things are supposed to be? Are we supposed to ignore the fact that none of this makes sense? And not cry out into that digital darkness that was mentioned in the intro there? I don't know. I think that's that's not how we're supposed to do this. I think we're supposed to do this completely different. I think the mainstream media does it horribly, uh, almost uh, criminally bad. I think that uh, the government does it uh, <laughs> definitely criminally bad. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Where's, what's it leave us, right? This is, this is talk. This is a talk show. This is talk, right? So what? So what? What do we hope to gain here? I think about that often, and I wonder, is this helping anybody out there? Is there anybody out there that maybe this will get through to? will start to realize maybe someday somehow simply words spoken in earnest can make a change i don't know i don't know if that's true but i can i can hope i can continue to hope and i can continue to talk and we can continue to get together and be good to each other and do what we do and that's what the show's all about. Among all the other things, that's what the show's all about. So, yes. Uh, all right. Well, as many of you know, this show has changed. We used to do the news first, and uh, uh, we're not going to do that anymore. We've cut that out, and it's turned into its own show entirely. So if you haven't caught any of that, uh, we, we have a week in the books. We did five news days this week, five complete other shows, Sunday through Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time on Twitch. And then they get uh, chopped up and sent out to YouTube and everywhere else. So yeah, if, if you guys follow YouTube, you probably saw them on there. I saw many of you over on the Twitch streams. There's a lot of good stuff going on. And uh, dare I say, this is actually part of a marketing plan. <laughs> we finally have a legitimate marketing plan. <laughs> uh, anyway, so if you guys haven't, if, if you're not aware, there is a new show called What's it called? I forgot. Conspiracy News with Michael Strange. <laughs> it's an entire podcast of its own. Please check it out. And uh, that's why we're not doing the news. We're not doing the news tonight because it's it's a it's whole other show. It's all by itself now. Okay. So for a couple reasons, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as we go. If uh, you know, Here's the important thing, right? So here's what we are going to do. We're, we've cut out the news, but what we're going to do instead is uh, we're going to do like we always do. We'll do shout-outs in just a sec. We're streaming on uh, Periscope, which is part of Twitter. We're streaming on Facebook. We're streaming on YouTube. We're streaming on DLive and uh, all the places that matter, right? Uh, we cut Twitch out because they need uh, exclusivity for uh, the funding, so uh, et cetera, so on. Blah, blah, boring details. 
but it's important because uh, it's a long-term goal and it's an important thing. Okay, but here's the here's the deal. We're going to do shout-outs, and then we're going to talk about aliens, conspiracy, and the paranormal. It's as simple as that. That's what the show's about, and we're going to just cut it to the chase. And so let's go. Let's do it. Oh, did I mention? This is important, too. This part's really important. This show is live. So if you're listening on Friday night, it's December, uh, what the hell day is it? I, I never know what actual day it is. I know it's Friday. Friday, December 18th. If you're listening on Friday, December 18th, sometime in the middle of the night, we're live. And you can be part of the show. Just pick up the phone, dial this phone number, 702-957-1037. That is 702-957-1037. You can find that phone number and the Discord link and join the show either way. You can find both of those, the phone number and the Discord link at troubledminds.org. Simple as that, right? Simple. Good stuff. Easy peasy. And that's what's up. So let's do shout outs and let's get to some aliens. Uh, we're going to talk about Space Force tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. After after two shows of the, the, the Galactic Federation, now we move to Space Force and you'll see why. All right, let's go. We're going to do shout outs. We're starting on Facebook. Will, William gets first on Facebook. What's up, buddy? Thanks for showing up. W- William from Singapore. We got Tamron, a close second from South Africa. Thanks for being here tonight. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? We got uh, Beachwood. What's up? Thanks for being here. We got uh, Paul from Iowa. Hello, hello. Uh, Cray, what's up? Haven't been here in a while. Welcome back, Cray. Nice to see you. Uh, Timothy, Tinfoil Timothy. The university thanks for showing up tonight uh, i saw i saw you were streaming i just tried to hop on your stream there was some kind of music i was trying to listen to and there was nobody there it like ended right as i hopped on uh let's see what else uh cray was a top fan back in the frank days you're still a top fan always a top fan in my heart brett what's up tuning in from dallas texas ready for the discussion discussions tonight fantastic Derek from saskatchewan look at all the countries the world over we're doing the world over guys elizabeth from windy wet locked down oregon Uh, Oregon's worse than California now. (laughs) How does that happen? How do you out California, California? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, It's a brandy night, says Elizabeth. Heck yes. Uh, Peter, what's up? How you doing? Thanks for showing up tonight. Let's see. Mary from North Dakota. Hello, Mary from North Dakota. We've got Ronald. This music has a lot of similarities to the band Whitesnake. Oh, you ain't heard nothing yet. You ain't heard nothing yet. Uh, Peter, let's see. Seven Seven years I'm trying to wake up the world to tell the world we're not alone in the universe. And people laughed at me, but the truth is coming love and light yes sir welcome to the you're in the right place ronald uh, wondering that's the control room for the closed bell front <laughs> nuclear plant what's that the big orange swirly thing <laughs> i don't i don't know what that is what's up robert thanks for being here top fan plus one and he shared i saw i saw him sharing there on facebook uh, please share this guys it does uh, it does help spread the word it gets people interested in the show and they uh, can come join us and have a good conversation robert says room divider kept falling over like something kicked it then the cat hissed. She never does that. Then bolted in fear up the steps to hide upstairs. I do believe I had a visit from a deceased family member trying to get my attention. That, or he was in the room. These things happen, don't they? These things happen, don't they? Cray, what's up? Oh, I mean, we need weed. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. It, only in jurisdictions where it's legal. Yes, sir. Candy from Las Vegas. How you doing? Thanks for showing up. Candy, my neighbor. Peter, what's up? Uh, 428 Ireland Standard Time. In the morning, Ireland, the world is listening. Aliens exist. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Ronald, what's happening? Uh, John, damn, I'm not getting any audio. Wait, wait, wait. Testing. One, two, check. Come on. You got to be getting... Come on. Am I, am I talking to myself? Sound check. One, two. Please uh, type in the chat. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Test one, two. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off for just, just one moment here as uh, everybody settles in and uh, I actually 
can know if you guys hear me or not. My stream registers as going out. There don't seem to be any internet problems or dropped frames. I think we're okay. Okay, Eli says we can hear you. All right. Anybody else? Testing one, two. How about on Facebook? You guys hearing me on Facebook? What's going on over there? William says, can hear you. Loud and clear, says Elizabeth. Okay, we're going to keep on going. It sounds like you've been sabotaged, John. I'm sorry, buddy. I, I, I can't help you. Uh, try refreshing. Let's see what happens. Refresh the browser. Sherry from the Astral Plane. How are you? Thanks for showing up tonight. I appreciate it. I see you. I see you lurking over there on Twitch as well. You, you don't say hi, but I see you. I have my ways. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, who else? Uh, Benjamin, thanks for being here. We got Derek, loud and clear. Thank you. Thumbs up, Beachwood. Peter, we can hear you loud and clear. Perfect. Perfect. Can hear you, but sound not great. Is it not great? Really? That's weird. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else sound not great? That's okay. It's going to have to be whatever it's going to be because I can't fix it once we start. So, okay. All right. We're done. We're ready. Okay. But you can hear. All right. All right. I, I promise I don't, I'm not chewing gum or anything. So it's, it can't be that. It's nothing to do with that. All right. <laughs> Is this on the Discord? No. That you cannot hear this show on the Discord currently, but you can join the show if you get on Discord. So, uh, what you can do is you can also chat. So, in the the, the uh, show chat por- portion, if you chat, uh, you can actually uh, chat with other people that are on uh, um, YouTube and uh, Periscope. And uh, I think I don't think D Live works, but yeah, you can do that. So, there we go. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Benjamin, Larry, what's up? Thanks for being here. Okay. Sound starting is sounding is hurting start. I don't know what you mean. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, for some reason, Facebook muted John. He got it figured out. Okay. All right. Anyway, forget all that. What are we doing? Usually, there we go. We got the shout outs. Usually we do the news. We're not doing news. We're going to just jump straight to aliens. Okay. Now, what we're doing tonight is Space Force. And the reason we're doing Space Force is because it's a one year anniversary from the actual inception of this grand institution that we call the United States Space Force. Going to play some good audio clips and look at look at the past a little bit and uh, maybe ask why we needed a Space Force. I think it's a little um, interesting that uh, just this past week, for the last uh, maybe 7 to 10 days, uh, the top news story in the UFO community and maybe the paranormal world at large was, was exactly the Galactic Federation. And we, we talked that into the ground six ways from Sunday, two, three-plus-hour shows. So if you missed that, go check that out. But it, it's a little bit weird that right after that hits the news and there's talk of a galactic federation and a council of nine and aliens watching over us, that just shortly thereafter is the one-year anniversary of Space Force. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, right? What? So, so the question that was in my mind is, Oh, okay. White noise a bit crackly. I got you. Okay. I, I, I'm going to have to find a way to fix that. Yeah, but okay. Got you. Loud and clear otherwise. All right. Fantastic. Okay. So here's the thing. Space Force has a one-year anniversary, which uh, we're going to go to right now and play. Let's see. Let's play. Let's start with uh, one of our favorites. <laughs> uh, the president, the current president of the United States talking about the creation of Space Force. Here we go. So we're going to play this. And uh, this is how this all kind of started whenever it started. And then we'll continue to talk about the one-year anniversary. And they've named the actual soldiers of Space Force, if you missed that news. So here we go. Let's go through some of this, and then we'll get into um, why this happened. (laughs) Is this necessary? And if it is, what the hell are they trying to protect us from? Which comes on the heels of the Galactic Federation news, which has kind of caught the world by storm, which seems a little bit strange to me. Does that seem strange to you? 
Do you believe in coincidence? <laughs> or do you believe things are done and meant, meant, uh, things happen for a reason, let's say? All right, here we go. Let's play this clip. This is Trump announcing the creation of the Space Force. When it comes to space, too often, for too many years, our dreams of exploration and discovery were really squandered by politics and bureaucracy, and we knocked that out. So important for our psyche, what you're doing. It's going to be important monetarily and militarily, but so important for right up here, the psyche. We don't want China and Russia and other countries leading us. We've always led. We've gone way far afield for decades now, having to do with our subject today. We're going to be the leader by far. We're behind you a thousand percent. When it comes to defending America, it is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. We must have American dominance in space. So important. Very importantly, I'm hereby directing the Department of Defense and Pentagon to immediately begin the process necessary to establish a space force as the sixth branch of the armed forces. That's a big statement. I am instructing my administration to embrace the budding commercial space industry. We are modernizing out-of-date space regulations. They're way out of date. They haven't been changed in many, many years. And today we're taking one more step to unleash the power of American ingenuity. In a few moments, I will sign a new directive to federal departments and agencies. They will work together with American industry to implement a state-of-the-art framework for space traffic management. All right, hear what he said. Space traffic management. Interesting, the terms, right? The terms that, uh, that people use. <laughs> and uh, what does that mean? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Okay, so, uh, so that was uh, Donald Trump actually announcing that he, uh, he had decided he was, he was gonna, going to implement the Space Force. They were signing, signing the, the documents necessary, and the government was going to do it. They were, they we're going to do it, right? And for what? To not just be, have, have Americans in space, for Americans to be dominant in space. And uh, what did he say again? One, one more. I think we have to hear that. Just the end of that one more time, because I'm not going to get it. I'm going to forget State this. of the art framework for space traffic management. Space traffic management. Space traffic management. Somebody write that down. Space traffic management. What the hell does that mean? All right. So does that mean satellites floating around? Does that mean the junk that's out there in orbit? Or does that mean the... The George Jetson cars, they're zipping to and fro. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I tell you what, there's something weird, right? There's, there's something weird about that. Okay. And so, uh, so okay, so the, it's the one-year anniversary of actually the creation of Space Force, okay? And that's why we're talking about it tonight. And then, oddly enough, like I said, on the heels of the Galactic Federation, I was looking into some of, some of the past presidents and maybe some of the things that they've said about getting into space, right? About uh, Kennedy and uh, Reagan was actually very, very much into getting into space and doing some things in space. And he made some actual, uh, lots of comments that you guys have probably heard. They've been regurgitated in the UFO community for a very long time. So we're going to play some of that stuff and see what they were looking at uh, back in the 80s, even earlier, back in the 60s, 50s. And uh, yeah, that's what's up. That's what we're doing tonight. So, okay. 
strap yourselves in. That's the conversation. That's where we started. We're starting with Donald Trump, and uh, we're going to go back to Kennedy, and we're going to go everywhere in between. If you want to be part of the show tonight, if you have comments on this, on uh, the one-year one anniversary of Space Force and what this actually means, uh, if you have a theory on uh, what, it, what it is for, or uh, traffic, what did he say? Space traffic. I don't know what the hell he said. I forgot already. But uh, like, what the hell is this? What's going on? Give me a call. 702-957-1037. We have no Joe tonight from Florida. He pinged me earlier and said he uh, he had to get up super early, so he wasn't going to be here tonight. So the first person to call tonight is going to be you. You. That's right. You out there listening. We can't wait for Joe tonight. It's going to be you. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, and uh, we'll put you on the show. You can uh, talk to me, talk to whoever else might be listening, and I'll be nice to you. And I'll be nice to you. <laughs> oh, oh, crap. We, did, we didn't do the other shout-outs in, uh, on uh, YouTube. All right, let's do that, and then we'll, we'll continue with this. Uh, see, I'm late. I'm late. Holy sm- smackerel. My, I'm all screwed up because I'm doing that other show, and I, I haven't really settled into a groove over there yet, and it's throwing me off everywhere. Okay, Eli gets first on YouTube. What's up? Thanks, buddy. We got Cedric, a quick close second. We got Lizzie Daggs. What's up? Thanks for being here. Supervike, our thumbs down captain. Thanks for showing up. GameVet02 uh, out on the road. Thanks for, uh, drive, thanks for truck driving and driving safe. Uh, hands on the wheel, eyes on the road, or vice versa. Uh, let's see. We, what, do, <laughs> what do we got? Uh, Penny from the UK. Thanks for being here. We got, uh, who else do we got? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Supervike, Eli. We got, uh, what's up, Eli? Eli says, uh, we can hear you. Yep, Supervike says, we're good good uh, everybody's good all right who else uh let's see we got uh, somebody else many subjects answered hello mike you okay i'm okay are you okay are you okay everybody's okay all right okay white noise bit correctly okay traffic lights in space it says super like yeah exactly like okay so what traffic are we trying to handle in space I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, crazy stuff here, right? Crazy, crazy start. Let's see. Um, yeah, space traffic. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, John John says that the, the Netflix show Space Force was cool. I didn't see it actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> William says they will be called called Guardians. Yes, exactly. Uh, Ronald says personally, I can't wait to see what kind of uh, craft Space Force is going to use. Well, <laughs> that, that's the, that is the question, isn't it? And they're gonna they're gonna do some kind of traffic thing in space, according to Donald Trump. Let's see, uh, let's see, what's uh, what's the equivalent of a pothole in space? That's that's another fantastic question. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So th- those are the questions we're asking tonight. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord. You can find both the phone number and the Discord link at troubledminds.org, the official website. And uh, we, yeah, here we go. Let's do some more of this. All right. So there was the first one. There was Donald Trump, and I have to play that again just because I'm going to... The art framework for space traffic management. Space traffic management. Okay, there we go. All right. So then we have the Mike Pence version of this. All right. So hold still. Relax. Take a deep breath. What does this mean? (laughs) A little more dramatic this time. When it comes to defending our nation and protecting our way of life, the only thing we can't afford is inaction. The American people deserve our very best, and they will have it. As the president will discuss in further detail in the days ahead, The United States Space Force will strengthen our security, it'll ensure our prosperity, and it will also carry American ideals into the boundless expanse of space. While other nations increasingly possess the capability to operate in space, not all of them share our commitment to freedom. 
private property and the rule of law. So as we continue to carry American leadership in space, so also will we carry America's commitment to freedom into this new frontier. All right, there's a little more. There's a little more uh, Independence Day hype you up, right? Everybody stoked about that. Everybody ready to sign up and join the Space Force? Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, so so there's that, right? All right, so that was a that was the Mike Pence version. That was the Donald Trump version. This was a, as they were creating this uh, this whole thing and putting it together. Now we have the one year anniversary of Space Force. All right, now here's here's Mike Pence. Is this today? I believe this is today. Let's see. Let's check the date. Yep, this is today. All right, let's see. I got my dates right. Yeah, holy shit. I got my dates right. All right, here we go. This is today. All right, so you heard the uh, the dramatic version. You heard the Donald Trump version. Now, this is Mike Pence today talking about the Space Force. Now, they've named the soldiers, the troops, the cadets, whatever you want to call them. They've actually named them something. All right, so let's hear uh, again from Mike Pence one more time, and then we'll get to uh, some of the, the websites and documents and uh, hopefully hear from you. Let's see what's up. Action. Welcome to the first anniversary of that branch of our armed forces that will ensure for generations that America remains as dominant in space as we are on land and sea and air. Welcome to the first anniversary of the United States Space Force. The idea though, and its conception was not a new one. For more than 50 years, presidents and military leaders had discussed a branch of our military dedicated to ensuring American national security in and from space, but time and again, those efforts faltered. But I would submit to you that it is a tribute to the leadership of our Commander-in-Chief, a tribute to the extraordinary military leadership gathered here today, that this time, with bipartisan support, in just one and a half years, the United States Space Force was born. It is my honor on behalf of the President of the United States to announce that henceforth the men and women of the United States Space Force will be known as Guardians. <laughs> Soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and Guardians will be defending our nation for generations to come. Soldiers, sailors, Airmen, Marines, and Guardians. <laughs> guardians of what? The obvious, the obvious joke here is Guardians of the Galaxy. Am I right? But okay, this uh, this just gets a, a little bit more, more and more. Uh, hmm. <laughs> like, like, like okay, okay. Now, are we really living in a, in a simulation? <laughs> like, what the is going on here? That like th this is this is not what you'd expect to hear. Not what I expected to hear, anyway. Okay, let's see. Uh, we got we have some good comments to read. What's up, Bailey? Thanks for showing up. Yeah, lots of Halo. That's the Halo soundtrack for that, uh, that, that the, the, the dramatic Mike Pence reading. Okay, all right. Now let's see. What, what else do we got? Hold on. So yes, indeed, there is a thing called a guardian. All right, here it is. Let's go to this. Let's go to this. <laughs> this is from DefenseOne.com, and uh, lots of lots of. Uh, 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 the actual um, 
um, um, um, uh, news news agencies or uh, whatever they're called, whatever the newsrooms, whatever they are, uh, propagandist assholes. I don't know. That's what I usually call them. So I don't even, I don't know what their proper term is anymore. But lots of propagandist assholes reported this because well, it's Space Force and it, and it happened today and lots of clicks. So this one is DefenseOne.com and uh, Space Force troops get a name. The Guardians. VP Pence revealed the moniker moniker for Trump's oft teased newest military service branch to stand alongside soldiers, airmen, sailors, and Marines. And that would be, of course, the Guardians. Two days before the U.S. Space Force's first birthday, its troops received their collective name, the Guardians. Uh, the new name for military space professionals announced on Friday by Vice President Mike Pence may appear to be a play on the Marvel superhero film Guardians of the Galaxy. But Space Force officials said it was a callback to a 1983 motto. What is what is that motto? Let's see. Let's click that. There we go. Let's see. Let's see. It says, Today, after a year-long process that it produced hundreds of submissions and research involving space professionals and members of the general public, we can finally share you the name, Guardians. The opportunity to name a force is a momentous responsibility. Guardians is a name with a long history in space operations, tracing back to the original command motto of Air Force Space Command in 1983, Guardians of the High Frontier. Okay. Auto Trader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, Auto Trader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment, so you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at autotrader.com slash finally it's easy. Help Jews in poverty at helpjewsnow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit helpjewsnow.org. That's helpjewsnow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Okay, there we go. That's where it came from. I didn't know that till I just clicked that link. How about that? They actually have a source. Since its stand-up on December 20th, 2019, the Space Force has grown to about 2,400 active-duty personnel, mostly Air Force personnel who were responsible for the military's space mission before the new service was created. In 2021, the Space Force is expected to grow to about 6,400 active-duty guardians, which is so weird, as Army and Navy personnel start transferring into the new service. General Jay Raymond, the chief of space operations, said on a call with reporters earlier this week. How about how about that title? Yeah, I'm the I'm the chief chief of space oper- operations. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, John Luke Picard. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Raymond on Sunday will officially become a member of the Joint Chiefs. Nice. Uh, the Space Force's first year has been a full-on sprint, said Justin Johnson, a top defense official who is performing the duties of the Assistant Defense Secretary for Space Policy. In addition to the Space Force, there's a handful of new space organizations around the Defense Department. There's the U.S. Space Command, a combatant command that provides space support to military commanders around the world. There's the Space Development Agency, a satellite buying organization that predates the new service and has ambitious goals to buy one satellite per week. And there's Johnson's Job, a new top-level Pentagon position established by the same law that created the Space Force. (laughs) Okay, well... 
The Guardians. The Guardians of the Galaxy. No, the Guardians... What was it? The Guardians of the High Frontier. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> this, this gets better. We got some good comments. All right. Uh, so this is live. I want to hear I want to hear from you guys tonight. I want to hear what you think about this. What's going on? Does this have something to do with that Galactic Federation we've been talking about for the last week or 10 days? Is this uh, something entirely different? Is this a space traffic... <laughs> Like I want to say space traffic control, space traffic management. That's the term, space traffic management. As Trump said, uh, what's actually going on here? I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think this is hell of fun. Like what's going on? I have no idea. And uh, if if you have a space force, I think uh, let's see, Supervike said, uh, what are they, what are they going to fight? If they, if you have a force, they got to fight. The space force has to have someone to fight. Says Supervike, and I couldn't agree more. And yeah, like ooh, what are they fighting? The space traffic management. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So let's see. All right. So there we go. All right. Nick Pope tweets this. Nick Pope is the uh, the, the guy from uh, what's his face? Um, uh, he's the guy from the United Kingdom that uh, he was kind of like the, the United Kingdom's Lou Elizondo. That guy. Right. He supposedly worked in the UFO department for the United Kingdom. And then he left. And now he's kind of making his money doing UFO stuff. So here, here's what he tweeted today. Here's the official notification via the Space Force DOD account of the name by which Space Force personnel will be known, Guardians. It's a great choice, but the question arises, Guardians against who? Or what? Russia? China? Something else? (laughs) That's, That's the question of the hour, isn't it? Space traffic management. So we've got some terms here. We've got some. Uh, we've got some buzzwords. We've got some jargon. We've got some politicians and some speculative UFO people, and uh, we've got a space force, and it's a year old, and it's about to be sixty four hundred people deep in twenty twenty one. That's going to nearly triple the amount of people in the space force, and they're named Guardians now. <laughs> yeah, what is going on? Uh, something, something's up here, right? Something seemed like it's up. All right, hold on. Let's read some chat. Let's read some chat. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think Sherry. Let me let's go up here. I think Sherry said that, that she wants to write some tickets. You want to write some space tickets, right? Are, are you going to apply? Uh, Tamara wants to know: Is there going to be a space highway? Sherry says you have to get the council's approval. There you go. Um, let's see what. <laughs> What else? Um, the Ronald says the Oort cloud, a debris field that surrounds our solar system. Uh, let's see. Um, Space Force Commander Steve Carell says, uh, Cray, and a nod to the Netflix. Yeah, I want to write traffic tickets. There you go. <laughs> Sherry, if I, if I was the commander of Space Force, you're hired. And uh, let's, since the COVID thing, let's ratchet up the quota on the tickets so that uh, we get more revenue. You know, we squeeze, squeeze the peasants a little harder, a little tighter <laughs> when they might need it most. But hey, we're, our, our tax money's getting low too. So uh, get them. Get them. Let's see. Ryan says, I signed up. What's up, buddy? Thanks for being here. Thanks for signing up. I'm not sure. Oh, for the Space Force? Did you actually sign up? That's pretty sweet. Uh, Tamron says 50 years. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to go back probably 50 years and talk about what was happening with this and who who's, who were saying these things because there's some presidents that were saying some su- surprising things. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. We're, we're with aliens, people. Okay, says Cray. They are out there. Okay, there you go. There you go. What's up, Robert? Says they've been in space for over 30 years. Let's see. Nanu Nanu says, Ronald, what's up? Let's see. Who else do we got? Who else do we got? They're ready to fight the invisible, says Sherry. Yeah, right. Right? Like, who knows? What's going on out there? James, what's up? Says, indeed. Lots of uh, aliens on the space. Yeah, good. Uh, I want the fastest craft. You got it, Sherry. You, if I'm the boss, you got it. You got the fastest one with, like, the, the coolest, like, stripes or whatever you want. 
You can put a number on it, too, if you want. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Uh, who else do we got? Bailey says, uh, for what it's worth, the co-author of the Galactic Federation book is mad that everyone is talking about it, and the original source for the content was the Israeli tabloids. Yeah, we talked about that. There's that uh, young lady on Twitter that was kind of been covering this, but nobody else is. Uh, her name's Stina Maria. And, yeah, Stina Maria, I think. Anyway, yeah, we talked about in the last the Galactic Federation, both shows actually. So yeah, there's a you know there's some there's some again. Is all of this a bunch of BS or is this really a thing? Is Space Force really a thing? And they're actually well, if you remember. So actually, hold on. Let's uh, how are we going to do this? Do we want to go back 50 years or do we do we want to go back to when Space Force was created and why maybe it was created? We had some speculation back then even. Um, let's see what makes the most sense. What makes the most sense? Um, <laughs> what's up, Cray? That's a that's a funny comment. Uh, yes, yeah, they're, they're, I got some crackling. I'm sorry. I'll have to fix it. I don't know. I got the new mic, and it's much better on my neck and stuff. I don't have to crane and like have this little pop filter like falling down and stuff. So it's it's a little bit of crackling. Yes, it is. But uh, hopefully it's tolerable. I'll see if I can get it fixed. I'll see if I can fix it for you. Um, uh, but again, not tonight. Not tonight. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> There's no stopping China. All right. Let's see. All right. Let's see. Uh, yeah. The, the Netflix Netflix Space Force. I actually didn't see it. I didn't see that one, but it has a second season coming. Yeah. I, I figure with the uh, the Donald Trump uh, getting thrown out of office here shortly, they would have not renewed that for a second season. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. So what do you think so far regarding this Space Force? The Guardians? A nod to Guardians of the Galaxy? something else what are they out there to fight what's going on here what the hell can we make anything of this is it just uh traffic is the satellites in orbit the asteroids floating around out there the uh the killer russians and chinese with their 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 whatever's going on in orbit or is there something more that's the question i want to hear from you what do you guys think give me a call 702-957-1037 what do you think is happening with this space force business and uh, is it, uh, should we take it seriously or are we rolling our eyes? What's going on here? I know that uh, many of us that watch this show, that participate in this show, we've seen UFOs with our own eyes. All right. So I laugh. I'm having a good time, but I'm not discounting that possibility that the Space Force was invented for a reason they're not telling us. Yeah. So what do you think? 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. TroubledMinds.org is the official website. You can find the phone number and the Discord link there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. I want to know. I want to know. Because <laughs> hey, inquiring minds want to know. Okay, let's see. Let's go to how about... Um, let's go to... Uh, hold on. What do we got? How about... Let's see. We did Nick Pope. We got... Okay, here we go. Let's... Uh, let's uh, Let's start here. This is this is this is new news. This is this is hot off the press news. And this is from the Daily Mail. And you guys can laugh about the Daily Mail, but it's a source and there's another source here too. So here we go. Here we go. All right, let's go to this now. Now maybe maybe what about this reason? All right, so we got the Daily Mail reports this, and this is today, I believe. Yes, yeah, this is today. Alien hunters are investigating a mysterious radio signal from our neighboring star. Proxima Centauri, causing the biggest excitement since the WOW signal in 1977. A strange radio signal was first detected by the Parkes Telescope in early 2019. It was a short-lived signal, and astronomers can't identify the original source. 
Astronomers are looking to see if any human-made source could be responsible. And the star is 4.2 light years from Earth and includes an Earth-like rocky planet. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What's, what's, what, what is with this? What's going on here? All right. So uh, researchers from the Breakthrough Listen Project, a $70 million or 70 British pound, 70 million pound initiative to find alien life through radio telescopes, have been studying these radio waves since April 2019. Proxima Centauri is uh, 4.2 light years from Earth and has two confirmed planets, a Jupiter-like gas giant and a rocky world called Proxima B in the habitable zone of that star. The signal was spotted by the Parkes Radio Telescope in Australia in April or May of 2020, according to the report in The Guardian. And unlike previous radio bursts, hasn't been attributed to any Earth-based or near-Earth, or sorry, yeah, near-Earth human-created source. So it's not some kind of feedback thing. Uh, they, they don't think it's us at this point. They're wondering what's going on. So, yeah, 4.2 light years away, some sort of signal mysterious and so this is the daily mail so we can laugh at the daily mail it's no problem but there are other sources reporting this hold on let me read just a little bit more of this so the proxima b is an earth-like rocky planet however proxima centauri is a red dwarf star and the habitable zone is very close to the star meaning the planet is likely tidally locked and exposed to intense radiation making it unlikely any civilization has been able to form at least on the surface the radio signal was detected in the 980 megahertz range, and shifts in the frequency detected by the Parkes telescope are consistent with the movement of a planet. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Like, what's going on here? What's going on here? Any Kardashians in the sidebar? Quick scan. Nope. 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 We're clear. We're clear. Okay. All right. No Kardashians. This might be. This might be real news. All right. So then, there's more. <laughs> there's more of this from the Atlantic. Yep, that's right. Actually, no, this is not the same one. Hold on. There's another one. Hold on. Let me put the phone number up so you guys can't see me fumble embarrassingly through this. All right, here we go. Let's see. Uh, here, This is the one I'm looking for. This is the one. This is from National Geographic. And actually, so now I think that you can probably call that source a little bit better, the National Geographic, than the Daily Mail. But it's reporting pretty much the exact same thing, right? Because they get them from the, uh, from the same source. Alien hunters detect mysterious radio signal from nearby star. It's almost certainly not an extraterrestrial telegram, they say, but waves that seem to come from the vicinity of Proxima Centauri will help astronomers refine their search techniques. So, they, so this one says they don't think it's aliens, but they don't think it's us, so they're trying to figure out what's going on here. So here we go. Uh, let's see. It's, quote, it's pretty expected that every now and then you'll see something weird, but this is interesting because it's something that's weird that we're having to think about the next steps, says Sophia Sheik, a graduate student at Pennsylvania State University and the breakthrough team member leading the signal analysis. Although Sheik and others strongly suspect that the signal is really human in origin, they suspect it, can't prove it yet, BLC-1 is the most tantalizing detection breakthrough has made so far in its search for extraterrestrial intelligence, or SETI. The team is preparing two papers describing the signal and follow-up analysis, which hasn't yet completed. Okay. And yeah, weird, right? Weird, right? The detection was leaked to the Guardian before the research was ready for publication. All right, so we have this from from National Geographic. They say that it was leaked to the Guardian. All right, which is, of course is a crappy news source, propagandist assholes. But it was leaked to the Guardian. One year anniversary of Space Force. 
They named the Space Force cadets or soldiers or whatever they are, Guardians. Are you sure we're not living in a simulation here? <laughs> what the hell's really going on? All right. So anyway, all right. So now, the, now there's some weird stuff with this. Okay, not just that. There's there's some other weird stuff again, right? Traffic traffic management, space traffic management. Weird, right? Weird. This uh, there's a, there's a whole. The more I kept looking at this, the more I kept just smacking my head, going, "What the hell is going on?" There's like this weird synchronicity with uh, in, in, in Jupiter and uh, and uh, Saturn in in in, in that going to form that that. Christmas star thing in the sky in like a few days. There's some there's some weird shit going on here. It's like is somebody going to pull the plug to the mainframe and this is a wrap? I don't know what's really going on. I have no idea. I have no idea. Anyway, so so with all of this, like the more I kept looking, the more I was going. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'm not I'm not one to be you know heralding the end of days, but uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so let's go. Here's the here's the official Space Force site. If you guys haven't actually seen this, it's an official thing. Uh, we we looked at this when it first came out a while back, but uh, it's worth another look. I think they are still hiring because they want you know space space professionals, you know people that have been there before, I guess, <laughs> or uh, you know whatever it is. Uh, they got locations, videos, photos. They got all kinds of pretty hot stuff here, right? So uh, and they got the COVID nineteen protocol right up on top. You know, like any any uh, respectable Space Force would have. So pretty good stuff. Let's see. Are they hiring? I think they're still hiring. Careers. Let's check it out. If you guys want to sign up for Space Force, here's how you do it. Space Force, Air, actually airforce.com slash Space Force. And they're hiring right here. The sky is the limit. Or the sky is not the limit. There you go. <laughs> Long Ranger Highway, says James. Yeah. Uh, space traffic management. All right. There you go. There's the, the actual apply now button up there on the top right if you want to, uh, you want to join the Space Force. Okay. So... Interestingly, space professionals are now called guardians. It leaked from the guardian. We have the end of the world. Or I mean, sorry, did I say that? I didn't really mean that. Okay, here we go. The war zone. And more, more people reporting this because everybody's reporting this. They call us the glitch, says Cray. Yeah, right? <laughs> the, the, the glitch. Yeah, uh, again, right? Yeah. Uh, Sherry says quick death. Uh, yeah, right? So you just pull the plug from the mainframe. That's the, that's the quick end. It's like a, dropping us into a black hole or something. Um Superbike says Space Force really is necessary. Chicoms will be uh, going after our satellites, and that's true. That is true. So we're going to get to some of that as well, um, and what's what's actually happening with some other countries possibly, and why this uh, this might not be a, an extraterrestrial thing at all. It might actually just be low Earth orbit fighting the the, the space fighting domain, as uh, Donald Trump said when he first <laughs> sent this through. But okay, all right. So um, yeah, there's a lot here. All right, so let's let's play some clips. So you get it. Like this this is this is hot today, been reported today, brand spanking new, and it's the one year anniversary. The Guardians will now join the U.S. military, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines as the uh, the the war fighting domain. All right. So now let's go back. Let's go back just a little ways, and then we'll look at some of those other things. Maybe China and Russia and what they're up to but uh, let's go back just uh, not too far let's see what clips do we have here let's go with um let's start uh how about right here let's start with this now okay so let's go back to i was trying to think in recent memory that uh we had obama who didn't really talk too much president wise about uh, ufos or space in particular he was always trying to slash all the, the budgets to you know do like the the social programs and stuff right that was kind of his shtick but uh 
or and send it to to Ren or whatever, right? So so that was kind of his shtick. But but uh, then I had to I had to I had to take the jab. I had to take the jab. Forgive me. Okay. But then I was like, all right. So before him we had W, and he was kind of a knucklehead, and he didn't really talk about that at all because he kind of had nine uh, eleven on his hands, right? And then. And then before that, we had, uh, you know, the Clinton stuff, and he, he didn't really talk about it at all. Like, he had made fun of the UFOs a little bit after he got out of office, but uh, as far as I'm aware, he didn't really talk too much about it. So, like, kind of in recent memory, just going back, 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 the George Bush Sr. didn't really say too much about it. But Ronald Reagan, right? Ronald Reagan said a lot about, basically space and the war fighting domain that trump has been alluding to he didn't use the same words as in the space traffic management he didn't say that but let's hear what he did say this is ronald reagan in 1983 talking about space and how well let's just hear what he had to say thank you all very much good morning and welcome to the white house I had to get used to calling this the White House, but I understand it's part of it. So, but um, I'm delighted to have this chance to speak, even if it's just for a few minutes with you, to talk about the opportunities for us as we develop the frontiers of space. I'm often accused of being an optimist, and I plead guilty. That the space age is barely a quarter of a century old. And it's been only 15 years since we witnessed the wonders of the human voice being transmitted from Tranquility Base. But those footprints on the moon showed us that America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. And this week's maiden voyage of the Space Shuttle Discovery tells me that our future will be determined by our dreams and our visions. Discovery was a wonderful success, launching three communication satellites, as I know you well know, testing an extendable solar power array, producing a pharmaceutical sample in weightlessness, and solid performance from the newest shuttle to join the fleet. And I know that you have seen a film and about this, so it would be superfluous for me to uh, go on after what you have seen. Now, there are some, however, who may believe that space is a luxury that we can't afford, that may, they may work to, uh, to protect the past, and I believe it's up to us to invent the future. Pushing back the frontiers of space is a critical investment that will lead to better times still to come. We marveled at the earlier Mercury flights and Gemini and Apollo and the shuttle, and yet we've only seen the beginning of this great human event adventure. Okay, right? So, it, to me, it's it's a fascinating tale to go back in, in time a little bit and hear what some of the things they're saying today and how they talked about it 30 years ago, or 40 years, or 50 years ago, or more than that. And it's interesting in many ways, but it's also not really that different and how they've been talking about it uh, and listen to ronald reagan straight from the horse's mouth right 1983 he's talking about getting into space it's not a luxury it's something we can't afford not to do we have to get up there it's one of those things right and so what is he alluding to right famously everybody in the ufo community or that's interested in the topic knows about the reagan quote about aliens we'll get to that in a second i've got that as well we'll play that but uh, he continues here. So now he said specifically, we have to get up there. 
All right. There's a lot happening and we just can't afford not to was basically his message there. This is part two of that same speech action. And you're the people who write about our space program and you know how we've pushed civilization forward with our advances in science and technology. And as we reach out to new opportunities, I know you understand that your best stories are yet to come. As long as we challenge our imagination and aim high, there's no end to the potential of space and no end to what we can accomplish in space to improve life on Earth. And of course, that's the whole point of the program in the first place. We're going to keep pushing back the frontier of space and keep opening new doors of discovery, opportunity, and progress. We're going to do it with the shuttle program, and within a decade, we're going to do it with the manned space station. And the benefits our people will receive literally dazzle the imagination. In partnership with business and private enterprise, we can produce rare medicines with the potential of saving thousands of lives and hundreds of millions of dollars. We'll be able to open the door to new opportunities for important breakthroughs in cancer research, in diabetes, and in other diseases. We'll be able to manufacture superchips that improve our competitive position in the world computer market. And we'll be able to develop new metals that are lighter and stronger than any we've ever known. And in partnership with industry and academia, the opportunity to expend basic research will grow and grow, and there will be new discoveries and breakthroughs, new progress. So the promise and the potential are there, and believe me, when you write about it, the stories won't be science fiction. They'll be stories of accomplishment. Did you hear what he said? Metal alloys lighter and stronger than anything we've ever known. Huh. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? That's an interesting statement from way back in 1983. That, uh, you know, kind of like that, like they rumored at the Roswell crash, that, that foil type stuff that you could crumple up and it would just return to its original position, original, original form. Huh. <laughs> Again, I was going through this and I just kept going, wow, like this is, this seems to be, it, it, it's amazing how, quickly history just forgets it just kind of forgets right and of course that's a uh, due in part very much to the mainstream media and the media in general that just tries to shit on it and they expect that we don't have a memory past you know about 30 days or so actually even last week in many cases they tell us the opposite thing last week and expect us to forget that they told us the opposite thing last week but yeah there's a, like i was surprised i was surprised i was a young lad in the 80s and so I didn't hear a lot of this stuff. So going back and actually listening to full speeches has me kind of scratching my head going, huh. <laughs> this has been a thing for a very long time, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I get to the chat. History is very important, says, very important, says James. I agree 100%. That's why we do this. That's why we do the show, right? You kind of give, give things a little more full context when you look a little bit further back than last week <laughs> things make a little more sense brian says i will destroy those who attempt to poison or hurt my brothers and sisters so guess what when i'm done with you you will know my name as i don't know <laughs> sorry i don't know i don't know lee says reagan saw something on air force one apparently uh, thousands of years says james as sherry says each president has been essential to be where we're at the present moment so you think you think uh you think everything happens for a reason huh you one of those I, I, I actually is some of the synchronicity that I see. I kind of can't can't argue with you. 
<laughs> well, here you go, Bailey. This is a good one. What if some of the monoliths are made out of weird alloys? Like drop them into the public so that they're they don't have to come out directly about it, hoping someone finds out. Yeah, maybe that's that. There's a good one. There's a good one. Uh, what's up, Alex? Got to call again. Call in again and redeem myself. Hey, you are most welcome, my friend. As is everybody else. So we need somebody to break the ice, though, because uh, you know if I talk about this, if I talk too much and nobody helps, I can't drink beer. And if I talk and don't don't drink beer, I get progressively more grumpy because these are my beer drinking nights. So let's uh let's get one of these callers. Thank you. I see the call coming in. Let's do this. And let's talk about this stuff. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Is this a, is, is a Space Force necessary? Or is it a one more bloated military budget? <laughs> or something in between? Uh, we're going to go to this phone call, and uh, we'll talk about it right now. You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? It's James from Binghamton, New York. James Digging from out New York. Digging out of a blizzard. Well, right on. Uh, well, uh, welcome to sunny Las Vegas via phone. <laughs> How you doing, my man? What's on your mind tonight? I wish we could get a plane and come see it right now. we got four <laughs> feet. Oh, no, thank you. Better um, you than me. Better you than me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, re- I really think that the, the things that we've got going on here, they've been going on for years and years, man. You know? When like one of the things that I was thinking about while at the beginning of the show is the SR seventy one was built in like nineteen forty four, nineteen forty five, somewhere in there. It's at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. You can go there, anybody can walk right in the museum and you can walk right up to it and touch it with your hand. But nobody ever knew about it until like in the mid eighties when they made the movie with Clint Eastwood into it and they started talking about it fifty years later. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. All the, the Space Force has probably been around since Roswell, probably even before. We know about this stuff. The government isn't going to take their time to go through all this effort and all these committees and everything else like that to waste their time to tell you about something because people will start to know about it. The old guy that's dying on his deathbed and said, yeah, I remember when I was stationed out in New Mexico when I was a Marine watching the gate, you know. I saw all this crap all the time. We didn't talk about it. You know, you went in, you did your job, you went home. Because if you talked about it, you got fired. It's all the, the, the Space Force and all of these things that have been going on for probably since the turn of the century. 
You know, we've known about this. You know, it's probably even farther. You know, the ancient aliens show. You watch that. Some of their evidence is irrefutable. You know, and, I just and, really and, don't think these people are coming here. <laughs> and to be fair, some of and their evidence yeah. is a little sketchy as well. <laughs> just, just throwing that well, out. Well, yeah, it's really. You know, they said, yeah, it is a little sketchy. You know, they're reaching, grasping at straws. Well, and we are too here. That's know? true. That's we're true. reading the news and we're interpreting it because, you know, we got a little bit of tinfoil inside of our baseball cap. But we should be thinking about those things because we know that they don't tell us everything. Or they tell us about stuff that happened 50 years to give us a little crumb to, okay, go away. We're busy here. You know? Yes, you're right. That's true. Yeah, something did happen at Roswell. But no, we're still not telling you about it. You know, we're still not telling you about the dude on the grassy knoll, you know. Sorry. Some of those people are still alive that lied. You know. It's, they're not telling us what they should be telling us. Why We're not adults. We're not grown up enough. That, yeah. If you want to join the Space Force, yeah, you can hop through the Stargate. And it's not going to be good. It's going to be a fight when you get there. You know. You want to do it? Sign right up. We'll pay you, you know, thirty grand a year <laughs> to go fight aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, we'll, we'll put your wife and your kids in base housing and stuff like that. And if you don't come back, we'll give them a nice, you know, funeral and all that whatnot. Uh, you know, put you up in Arlington. Right, right exactly. It, it, it's just. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. I mean, that's, Tried. It's, it's not funny. It's not funny. That, it's funny. We ain't going. It's the truth, dude. Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, South Pacific, China. You know, Philadelphia Experiment. You know, go all the way. Yeah, we're going to give this a whirl. Anybody want to sign up? We'll give you an extra thousand bucks. Exactly. Yeah, sure. What the hell? What is going on here? Well, no, dude, you just got to mop the deck, dude. Okay. (laughs) While we're outside fighting aliens. (laughs) Don't don't look out the window. You're going to see some disturbing things. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. When we say everybody's got to be inside the ship, nobody needs to be on the deck of the <laughs> ship watching what's going on. <laughs> that they they say that actually that like uh so they they've actually had people up on the uh, the space station. They had a, an individual go up on the International Space Station. Uh, I, I can't remember his name, but I think Russia took him up there. They used to. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec because I have a clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, Russia was the taxi cab to the International Space Station for a long time. Yeah. So, but what they did though to I mean, to kind of fund those missions is they they were offering uh, to send people up. Uh, rich people, right, for, you know, several hundred thousand dollars or something. I got three and a half million dollars, man. Can I get a ride for Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they did. So they actually took took a rich dude up there, and he was uh, he was actually on the space station as like a civilian, right, just like, just like a tourist that paid his way in, and they wouldn't let him look out windows. <laughs> like there was a big thing to How too. much money did that cost? I don't remember. This was a long time ago. How much like did probably. You pay for that? Yeah, I don't know. It had to million? be. Yeah, it two, had to be like three, a million. Five, half yeah, million? it had to be something. It, it like it, it was a lot of money. But then he he wasn't happy with it because once he got up there, at particular times they told him he couldn't look out windows, and so they'd isolate him and put him in a spot where he couldn't see what was going on outside. And so that 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 spawned some more conspiracy theory as well. I for the life of me, I can't remember the guy's name. We did a show. Sorry, the Black Knight is flying right by now. <laughs> exactly. You got to get in your 
cabin and right. watch Netflix. Right, the aliens so are, are two bringing and a half us hours yeah. until it's out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping off the shipment of manna wow. from heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a thing. That's it is real? a thing. That's yeah, for real? real. For real. Uh, not the manna from heaven thing, but but the, the, yeah. So uh, hold on, I'll look it up in a sec, and we'll we'll figure this out. But yeah, there, so there's actually a guy that paid Russia to go spend some time on the International Space Station, and that that happened. And and he bitched and moaned about it when he came back because he didn't get to see anything because they wouldn't let him look out windows. Good for him. Yeah. No, really good for him. If you had a chance to be to the International Space Station as a civilian, what are you going to be doing? The same thing you're on when you're on an airplane. Your nose is going to be stuck to the glass of the window. Hell yeah. The time you're there. Hell yeah. What the hell else? Exactly. Well, I'm not here to see your gadgets no, and no, your yeah. little scientific to, experiments try, that yeah. I can read about when I get home. And find out what it's like to take a crap. <laughs> looking out the damn window. Yeah, take a crap in space. No, nothing, none of that. No, I want to see what's out, out the damn window. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so apparently that's a thing. And again, I'll look it up in a minute and we'll, we'll find out here. But it, it's, a, it, yeah. I believe you. I can look it up tomorrow. Yeah, it's totally a you thing. Know, it's totally I mean, a thing. Okay. Whatever. But, that's so, nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. But the whole thing is, is a lot of this is nuts. Is be, you know, everything. Everything. All of it. So what do you think? The then? virus, so you, the elections, the Chinese politics, the everything. <laughs> everything, it's exactly. Like, come on, man. The whole Are upside we down. really this stupid? Yeah, we live in the upside down, man. That is, that's what I say almost every day. Uh, so let me ask you then while I got you on the phone with me. Uh, so, so what do you think? Did you hear the beginning there what Trump said? Uh, space traffic management. What do you think he meant by that? I do really kind of think where you were going with the satellites falling out of the air. You know, we, we have to, we do have to worry about EMP pulses from the sun because they happen daily. You know, been way up north. You see the pre lights up in the sky. Something's going on there. I could see how that could haywire something of, you know, sizable, you know, communication satellite, spy satellite, whatever, weather satellite. And get it a little bit off kilter. And if that came down, you know, Denver, New York City, or Las Vegas, or something like that, that would be uh, devastating. And as much crap as we've got up there right now, I mean, we've been launching shows up there for what they tell us since the 60s. You know, how long have we really been launching up there? How much shit did Hitler launch up there? He was big on that. You know, there might be some big shit up there, you know, Volkswagen size or something like that. If it came down, that'd be a bad deal if it hit land. You know, maybe it's just a bunch of computer attacks and, you know, guys play video games and want to aim lasers and break shit apart a little bit so it burns up before it hits the ground. Could be, you know, could be simple as that. But I seriously doubt it. <laughs> exactly. That's my personal opinion. It's, it's a little I, weird. I, I seriously doubt it. Yeah. Don't you think? Okay. You so know, th- this you read is the a- things about the guy who came back from Mars after 17 years up there. Yeah, like Randy that. Kramer. Like, yeah, Randy right, Kramer. man. <laughs> well, he's a uh, so he he's been uh, uh, widely claimed to be a fraud. Just FYI. But uh, but anyway, hold, check this well, out. Well, I mean, though. but still, the, the thing still, is, though, yeah. is, you know, you're, you're running down roads. You know, right. Which road is the right road to run down? I mean, you don't know. I mean, it, it could be something as simple as that. Look, man, we've polluted our planet. We've polluted our, you know, 
low earth orbit and everything else like that, it's time to clean this up. There might be worldwide problems from it. You know, I really don't think that the way to travel through space is to use Elon Musk's Marvin the Martian's little thing from the Bugs Bunny cartoon to go up there and turn it around as it's coming down and put it on there. You're not going that far. You got to find a way to generate fuel if you want to go really super far. You're, you know what? You're not taking off from the Earth and going really super far with helium or whatever it is you decide you want to use to for propulsion. You're going to run out of steam. It's you're talking about stuff that's light years away, man. <laughs> yeah, that's actually going to get there a lot faster. Speaking of propulsion, we got a great comment here. Bailey says that they supposedly have space highways, tunnels that let you transport objects faster than light because they are in a vacuum where the particles are moving faster, called Project DART. DART equals direct access routing teams. That's new. I hadn't heard of that one. But uh, there you go. And like you said, light years away. The star alignment that's coming up, the, the star alignment that's coming up, that might be like a natural bend, you know? If we want to go to the moon, we're not doing it when it's over China. We're not, you know what I'm saying? When you launch the rocket up, you want to make sure that when you launch it up, you're at the closest place as possible. Maybe some of the reasons why these things happen historically, you know, around when Christ was born, you know, the 15th century and stuff like that, where these, these massive reports of aliens and things like that, is because that was the shortest distance. You know, in the grand scheme of things, all the galaxies moving around at the same time. But at this one particular point in time, when Jupiter and Saturn line up and make the Christmas star, we are super duper close. Yeah, they say that's so every eight years. That is, Where, years. wherever that is. Yeah, right. Yeah, all right. I got you. All right. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, we need to keep on going here. So, any any final thought while we got you on the phone? Um, just, I don't know, keep a positive attitude. We'll be here long after whatever this is done. You know, we, it's probably not going to take us all out. This has been going on forever. It's biblical. It's Buddha. It's, you know, all these religions, Native American Indians have been talking about this star people and all that forever. It's probably just some stuff that we aren't privy enough to know the detailed information on what's really going on. Unless you join the space force, click on the link, <laughs> click the link, <laughs> get your 30,000 bucks a year. <laughs> Swab the deck, matey, or sorry, guardian. You're a guardian now. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You're a guardian. What do you do? Oh, I'm a galley cook. You know, guardian. You got to eat 30, 30 grand a year. I mean, the guys that are up there, the benefits are great though. I tell you what, I'm sorry. Yeah. The benefits are great. Well, yeah, I'm sure they probably are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I come from a military family, and I know they're great. You know, exactly. I, I know they're great. Exactly. Well, you know, that's all they got to offer. So benefits, health benefits, <laughs> all of it. It's great. You know, we take pretty decent care of our military. Exactly. Better than most. You know. Well, until they come back broken, you know, we forget all about right. it. But that's I digress. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> uh, James from New York, I appreciate you calling, my man. Have a fantastic night. Uh, hang in there, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you soon, okay?
All right. Have a good night. Thanks a lot, man. You too. Uh, there you go. Simple as that. If you pick up the phone, you get on here, you talk to me, and I want to hear what you think. Again, we do this live because we include you, right? That's the entire point here. Open source show. And uh, this is our show. This is not my show. 702-957-1037. Thank you for the call, James. That is fantastic. You can also join the show by uh, clicking the Discord link. You can find, if you're not already part of the Discord, you can uh, go to troubledminds.org and click the Discord. It will be a direct invite. And then uh, just jump in the caller queue there, and we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. But So what do you guys think then? So is this uh, the Space Force business something to do with uh, China or Russia? Or is it something to do with... Uh, the secret space force like Randy Kramer and uh, the, the Marines on Mars and this this type of thing. I find it interesting that like uh, the, the conspiracy theory is secret space program. And we're talking about a space force. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> if they just call it the space program, you just drop the secret, right? Just space force. Space program. I don't know. A little bit weird. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Uh, they've got that Christmas star. What, whatever's happening with that, uh, Bailey says it's in three days, I think. Is that uh, you're talking about that? There's a, there's a lot here. There's a lot. This a, and again, right, there's some bizarre synchronicity with the Galactic Federation, like I said when we started. I don't know. And then uh, and then you, you go back and you listen to Ronald Reagan. You hear Donald Trump say some sort of um, space, what do you say, space traffic management. <laughs> space traffic management. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. I uh, got another phone call. Let's take this and uh, we'll do it. Let's do it. All right. All uh, right. You are on Trouble Minds with Mike. What's your first name and where are you calling from? Alex. Alex. Yeah, it's you, so I'm calling back in, man. Calling to redeem myself. All right, right. Fantastic. Thanks for the call. And you don't have to redeem anything, man. If you listen to this show, you know I put my foot in my mouth like every five minutes, so you're totally good. Whatever you did is forgotten and I forgiven. Was, <laughs> you're good to go, man. What's I on your mind tonight? I was 100% smashed. So oh, that's I'm okay. I'm pretty sure that I just couldn't put two lines together. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I, that's why that's why I like to have beers when we do this, so so I can claim that I didn't remember anything I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I said this time. There you go. There you go. So what's on your mind tonight? Hey, so, you know, going along with, like, the whole, uh, uh, you know, Mars Defense Force, stuff like that, like you were just talking about, um, the the base, the base that I live by, it's confirmed they've brought down two satellites right there um on the base and i think one was chinese and one was russian or they were both chinese and last week i called and you know was kind of telling you about um the ship that that um this guy basically thought he saw and then he uh he got away from basically base security and then um you know, the, the professor that I had basically, you know, confirmed the whole story, um, with, you know, her husband working on the, uh, working on the base and him kind of having loose lips. And I don't, I don't actually know where I fully got, um, last week when I was telling you about it, <laughs> but, uh, in my mind, it was a pretty convincing story. Hey man, the more convincing it is in your mind. It's like a mind over matter, right? You just, you just, <laughs> you convince yourself and then you might convince somebody else as a result and maybe you convince them all. <laughs> Who knows? It, you're fine. You're, exactly you're fine. Where it was. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah. Just, 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 re, just rebrief all of us. Okay. Wait, let me ask you real quick about this. So you're saying that on a base near where you're at, they brought down satellites or something else like UFOs. What are you talking about here? 
No, so they brought down um, they brought down satellites, and they brought down more than one. And I mean, you know as well as I do, it's it's almost statistically impossible to bring a satellite down in a spot multiple times, right? So it kind of goes along with the Star Wars um, that Reagan put up that you were talking about earlier, and then. Um, the, you know, basically the UFO encounter, or maybe not a UFO, maybe it was one of our spaceships, um, that, uh, MUFON was talking about, the gentleman that basically got away, um, out near the base after taking pictures of it and sending it to MUFON. And then, you know, later on when I was in college, um, you know, the professor was talking about what her husband does, saying, you know, he was a biological engineer and that uh, some VX gas, a vial of VX gas went missing. And there's only two, you know, engineers on the base at any one time that can handle the VX gas. Well, she said that he failed two lie detector tests and, um, Basically, the VX gas was reported lost, so the base went on lockdown for 24 hours. And the dates matched up perfectly with what MUFON was saying of when this guy captured the picture of this football field-sized, you know, craft landing at the base. And it kind of, what it kind of amounted to me as was base commander calls and says, hey, you lost this vial of VX gas and the base is on lockdown. I'll call you and tell you when I, when you found it. Because <laughs> apparently the guy's a total introvert and he failed two lie detector tests. I mean, we all know they're not 100% accurate, but no, that's just if you're point. an introvert, you're doomed to fail, no matter what. Yeah. I, 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 I've got my own story that I won't digress here, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lie detectors are a bunch it, of bullshit. It, it all just kind of, it all just kind of lined up, and I don't feel like I landed my plane very well last week, and nope, uh, nope. <laughs> I wanted to land my plane this week okay, okay. or spaceship or whatever the hell, you know. Hey, dude, as long as long as you're back to uh, to try another landing, you're good to go, man. You you survived from last week to this week, so <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's a win. It's a win. No, and I wasn't even under the impression you were smashed last time. So, so you you, you did really well. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> uh, to alcoholism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, okay. So then. So then. Do, all right. So do you think there are UFOs out there? Let me ask you that, and then we'll, and then we'll we'll progress. Honestly, from here. I think it's. I don't even think it's a UFO. I think it's one of ours. I think it's one of. I think it's one of the places that our ships land. Um, because it stretches far and wide into the desert. And uh, I've been hunting out there. I had a buddy trip over a pipe coming up out of the ground. And uh, we went back to look, and it was an air vent coming out of the ground. Travel about, I don't know, 10 meters further, and there's a brand-new air vent popping out of the ground that's, you know, above the ground surface, maybe, I don't know, eight inches. And he's actually delivered furniture out to the base um, by chance. And he said he got in an elevator and the elevator went down. 
He said the elevator went down about four floors. So just as far as like dumbs and things like that, uh, this whole thing is connected. Yeah. Is that, is that it's connected anywhere? through most of the state. Yeah, definitely. I, I've heard that they have a, one of the theories about Skinwalker Ranch is that they have underground bases there and there's a military base where they're doing weapons testing and stealth technology, like, uh, like the predator type stealth where you can make people invisible and they're up there screwing with people. Uh, was that, uh, anywhere near Skinwalker? No. Um, so the, the Skinwalker Ranch is up in the high Uintas or the Uinta basin. And this is out, uh, towards the West desert, towards Nevada. Okay. Okay. Towards, towards my neck of the woods. Yeah. And from, from here to there is a whole lot of like military desert pretty much. It's like a area yeah, 51. It's pretty much, bit. it's pretty much base from Northern Utah. The airspace goes from Northern Utah all the way down to St. George, Utah, and it extends into space. So the space ceiling actually is into outer space. So nothing can fly over it without any kind of clearance. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that. Uh, okay, so then, so you think you think what we're seeing are they're going to be ours? So, so do you believe then that we've reverse engineered UFOs, or just our technology is so far ahead in advance that uh, we're kind of seeing some weird shit that just doesn't make sense to us yet? No, I think it's I think it's a mix. I think it's reverse engineering. I think it's you know things that you know we've we've we found and we've been given. Because, I mean, you know, like the Eisenhower, you know, the, the agreements that have been signed and everything like that that people talk about, I think a whole lot of it has to do with that. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's, I sent some FOIA requests last, last week, and uh, I'm real big on finding the actual, the actual documentation. And Utah was in the 60s. They did a whole study, and Utah was, was, uh, Salt Lake City specifically was um, deemed one of the most government or one of the places that trusted the government the most. So one of, so this base specifically was put here. Um, It's been operating since like 48, I think. And they kind of ramped things up in the fifties and sixties because of that study. And it's, it's all in a FOIA request and, you know, the federal documents, and it's, you know, they, they picked, they picked Utah, they picked Salt Lake uh, in particular because it's outside of there and people for the most part trust their government. I don't know if that's true anymore, but it was. Uh, <laughs> things, things are changing quickly. If, if they don't, they're about to give us another 600 bucks in the States, right? So that, that would be over the course of almost an entire calendar year. That would be 1200 once plus six. That's eighteen hundred dollars, and they expect us to even eat on that. <laughs> Fuck off, government. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why people don't exactly. trust the government. Yeah, yeah. That's not even a whiskey budget. No, exactly. Seriously, I, I definitely drink more in beer than that a year. I mean, crying out loud. Yeah, nuts. Uh, I think okay. I drank that the last time I called in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, it didn't show whatsoever. So you're 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 doing okay. All right. So then, uh, so I did I did put up a an article here that you that uh, you were kind of saying that uh, shooting down satellites. This was just reported a couple days ago. This is literally two days ago that uh, Space.com reported Russia has launched an anti-satellite missile test. 
U.S. Space Command says. And so Russia has made space a warfighting domain, according to Space Command. So I linked it in the chat. I'll link it when you get off the phone as well so you can check it out. But uh, I, I wonder, right? Like you said, they're bringing down satellites over there in your neck of the woods. I wonder if this is uh, some sort of thing that's maybe related. And uh, who, who knows, right? Who knows? Uh, maybe well, the see, pieces I, fit together. I read that article, and that's more like a, of a, a contact-based way to bring something down. And this seems like something entirely different because it was it was satellites that had a decaying um, orbit, and they just brought them down where they wanted to. Okay, like maybe some sort of EMP or some sort of gravity tractor beam or something. Some, yeah, then I think it's some kind of gravity thing because from where I live, I mean, I can look west and I can see weird shit in the sky. Um. And it's happened more than once, and it's it's just kind of a thing. It's like you go out on the, you know, you go out on the deck to smoke a cigar, and you're going to see some some weird shit, you know, about fifty percent of the time. Yeah, there's uh, we definitely live in the, the part of the country out here in Vegas too. You see some weird stuff. If you're out there looking for it, you can see it. It's not hard to find. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, so, uh, so sorry, go ahead. I've seen weather. I, I think I think that they can they can do something with the weather, and I might sound like a psycho, but I've literally I've literally seen you know multiple occasions where uh, where clouds will literally form out of a funnel shape coming in our direction as to like mask something. That's the thing. One of the reasons why I believe you know that Mufon story, and then you know kind of put the things together that that professor was saying because. I've seen clouds and rainstorms and snowstorms just come out of nowhere on a bright sunny day that only hits the county and the valley and adjacent valleys that we live in um, just just appear in 30, 45 minutes. And then, you know, you drive 30 miles up the road and it's sunny and bright and it dissipates just as fast as it comes. So I think there's some there's some elaborate stuff going on out there. Yeah, I think so too. And I think so too. There's a whole lot more than we can even, you know, understand. I think. Yeah. Uh, so DARPA is actually uh, estimated to be thirty to fifty years ahead of us technology-wise, ahead of like the the private sector normal type stuff. So, I mean, just just think about. Let's assume that's correct. In fifty years from now, let's go with the top end of that. There's going to be some amazing shit. So if we're, we're already doing that type of stuff, kind of in a military capacity, yeah, like it doesn't surprise me. Weather manipulation and the rest of well, this, yeah. You don't sound like a psycho, man. <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> no, well, if you, believe, if you believe the Ben Rich quote, you know, the Ben Rich, you know, you know, deathbed quote, then, you know, he basically said that, you know, Star Trek is basically behind where we're actually at. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. 
Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. And I would I would account that to be a, a very smart individual if you know who Ben Rich is. I actually am not familiar with that. Who's that guy? Uh, you were just talking. You guys were just talking about Skunk Works in the black in the SR seventy one. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. So Ben Rich, he's on record as quoting, uh, you know, saying that we already were already among the. I'm paraphrasing, but that we're already among the stars, and. Basically, you know, we're, we're already living in those Star Trek days, but that technology isn't being released to anybody. Of course, that that would be that would that would change the world for the better, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so okay, so you definitely think it's us. Do you think there's aliens out there, or do you think that's just a uh, just a pipe dream at this point? Oh no, hundred percent, they're out there. They're out there. I okay. think our uh, what what do they call us the 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 uh, the, the Guardians now, Space Force? The Guardians, yeah. I think it was just the Space Force before the Space Force, man. We're, we're really the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> how, how bizarre is that, right? Uh, okay, so, so before I let you go, one final question. Do you live anywhere near in Utah where the monolith, the first monolith popped up? No. Okay. No. Okay, so you, you didn't get a chance to go out and take a look at it, I suppose. I was going to ask if you went out there. No, but, you know, there's a whole lot of people that did. And uh, one of the funny things about that monolith is, uh, you know, and I don't know if you follow, you know, the Diesel Power Gear guys or Diesel Dave or anything like that, but um, Sparks went out there and took his video cameras, landed his his helo right next to it, went up there and he said, well, it was a pretty good rivet job, but nobody welded anything. And you can see where they overcut with the circular saw. I did see that, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so that, that kind of made me laugh. I was like, okay, it was for effect. Yeah, that's where I shut it down to. I was like, all right, right, well. <laughs> Unless aliens are really, really sloppy with their metamaterials, then yeah, nope, <laughs> this is not this is not right. a thing. They need, they need a better diamond saw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bust out the lasers, boys. Come on, what's going on here? Very sloppy work. You're fired. You're fired. Back to Venus with you. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so any, 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 uh, final thought and, uh, we'll keep on moving here. Get, uh, get somebody else to, uh, get on behind you. No, man. Just hopefully I redeemed myself. No, I was like thinking you, about it all week and I was you, kind of pissed <laughs> off at myself because I didn't know if I could string it all together. You're fine, bro. You're You're completely fine. Nobody here noticed. I promise. Cause half of us are half in the bag as well. So <laughs> you're good to go. <laughs> you're good to go. <laughs> I appreciate the call. Alex from Utah, uh, you're welcome anytime. Please call back soon, okay? All right, thanks, man.
Thanks a lot. Have a great night. Uh, there you go. Simple as that. Good stuff. You can give us a call. You get on the show. A couple of great calls tonight. 702-957-1037. We're talking about Space Force. We're talking about how t- uh, this this weekend, actually, two days from now, I believe, is the one-year anniversary of when they actually put Space Force together. So... Is there is there some synchronicity with uh, with the, the Christmas star thing that's going on with the conjunction of Saturn and uh, Jupiter? Is there uh, something going on with uh, the Galactic Federation? Some some synchronicity there, or is this all just a random like um, sprigged out uh, BS of like a psychotic media, or or yeah, what somewhere in between? We're, we're talking about it because there's a lot here to talk about, and uh, I want to know what you have to say, and everybody else does as well. So please call 702-957-1037. We're about halfway through, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back uh, and uh, continue with some of these Reagan clips. So I've got clips we can play, but it's more important to me to hear what you guys have to say because this is how we uh, get together and talk about all this. So please do. I'm going to leave the phone number up if you guys want to queue up and get in the, get in the, uh, the caller. We've got plenty of lines if you guys want to hop on. And uh, so far, so good. I appreciate the calls, uh, but we got room for more. So 702-957-1037, TroubleMinds.org. Click the Discord link. We're taking a two-minute break, and we're going to come back and continue talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Space Force. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, how's it go? Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. Yes. Be right back. Two-minute break. Go grab a drink. Uh, refresh or top off your uh, your whatever's going on over there, whatever you're sipping on. Uh, hit the restroom. Meet you back in two minutes. We're going to keep talking about Space Force and uh, the the Guardians of the Galaxy. Be right back. <laughs> Generation X, 
80s baby 80s 80s vibe for sure how do you like the 80s tunes i think that's good stuff i uh, got some new music to play for the breaks and uh, everywhere else so uh, we're doing some good stuff here let's read some chat let's get some on some chat if you're just joining us tonight we're talking about uh, guardians of the galaxy or actually the space force which has just had its one year anniversary and they named the soldiers or the cadets or the recruits or whatever they, whatever they were before they are now called guardians the space force guardians so uh, and they're still hiring they're looking for another 4000 people or so in the next year in the next calendar year so if you want to join the space force <laughs> I'll put the link up again in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, good stuff here. Let's see. Uh, tons and tons of good chat. You guys are amazing. Larry says, TIE Fighters, X-Wing Fighters, DEWs, which are direct energy weapons, weapons platforms. Reagan was all gung-ho on that shit. And he was talking about some stuff that we haven't even touched yet, right? Or did we? And it just kind of got to, you know, it happened and we didn't actually uh, really really acknowledge that it happened who knows that secret space program stuff right crazy 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 brian says uh cern science cern yes definitely who knows uh, derek says harp controls the weather yep kelly what's up thanks for showing up says if you can't take it anymore then give <laughs> this is buddha buddha quote good evening peeps thanks for being here uh let's see uh john says i would never leave the holodeck if it was a star trek society amen to that warp speed scotty yeah how dare i take a break hey if, if i didn't take that break you wouldn't hear that sweet sweet 80s music come on come on that's pretty good stuff there um gamebed02 says if we reversed engineered spacecraft would they fly it above a residential area and make it disappear with the flick of a switch I think they might, to be perfectly honest. I think they would do it just to, uh, like, it's part of that gain-of-function exercise stuff, right? So if you do it and you see how, like, let's say local jurisdictions report how many people see it, like, how much, you know, how much people are paying attention, what kind of videos get put up on the Internet, like, if, you, if you're doing these types of things, I think for sure, right? Like, like, to kind of, like you have to test it over, uh, over, over populated areas to, uh, to know what, so let's say you send it to China, right? Let's say, let's say it's a military thing and you're sending it to China. I think you'd have to test it here before you send it there, right? To kind of see how people will react to it. Do do people believe believe what they saw? Do they doubt themselves? Do they like freak out and you know like who knows? I think those are the types of things you would do from a military perspective for sure. So yeah, uh, I don't find it terribly hard to believe that uh they would be doing that. Think about it this way. Like, like if it's a, if it's actually an alien ship and there's aliens inside of it, they could probably just do all, whatever they're doing without being seen. Right. I think so. I, I, I think they could probably just get away with never showing themselves to us. Right. I, you would think their technology is so far advanced. Now what's up? Kelly says eighties music sounds more like some seventies action TV show. <laughs> I thought it was badass. Uh, let's see. John says, can we talk about how uh, hot Gina Carano is? Sure. <laughs> sure i'm not going to tell you what i say every time i see her because it like it's a it's not rude uh but some people would consider it that so <laughs> i'm not going to say it but it, it, I, I say it in a nice way I, I agree with you i agree with you okay so all right let's go let's keep on moving here let's play uh th so this is ronald reagan in that same speech let's let's hear him finish up now he was talking about uh this is in 1983 and he's talking about going to space all right and that uh, this is something that we can't afford to miss, and we we have to do. We have to invest in this. It's the future. So here we go. Part three, Ronald Reagan, action. By accepting the challenge of space, we're carrying forward the same courage and indomitable spirit that made us a great nation. 
and with people like Elizabeth Dole and Jim Beggs and Tony Calio and Bud Evans to lead the effort, there's no doubt that America's space program will lead to a better America and a better life for all your people and all our people. The I just had recently a visit to Goddard Space Center, and there I saw already some of the things that I've been talking about here in general. I saw specific examples that we'll soon be seeing, both in the field of uh, great improvements in health science, but the improvements in uh, fabrics and materials developed in outer space that are going to mean great savings of time and uh, money to some of our productive industries and increase their production at the same time that they do all those things. It was really a, a brief trip through Wonderland. So that's the answer to those who in the very beginning fought so hard against the continuation of some of these space programs on the basis that they thought they were just kind of uh, experiments in intellectual curiosity. Well, they're not. They're real and they're practical. So. I've used up more than my time, so I'm, I've been told I have to get out of here. <laughs> so uh, may surprise you. You thought that probably I gave the orders. No. <laughs> no. But thank you all very much. God bless you all. Okay, he said there, notice, he said that these things are not just some form of intellectual curiosity. These things are very real. You see that? Like just just like those couple sentences is like smack yourself in the head. Holy shit, what's really going on here? Right? And he said lots of things. Like he he's a he's on record saying a ton of things that kind of make you go, "Wait, what?" So so let's take that and say that uh, you know, DARPA really is 30 to 50 years ahead. So if the the things you expect we're doing now they were doing then. Yeah. I mean, was he briefed in about UFOs? Did we reverse engineer them? We've been zipping around, doing our thing. Who knows? Who knows? Why we do to include you? Because I want to hear what you have to say. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, do you think that uh, the Space Force thing is a bunch of hogwash? Just another military boondoggle for some money? Do you think that it's uh, like Donald Trump said in the beginning there in the, in the clip? Is it uh, the the space traffic management system whatever the hell that is uh, and what does that mean uh does that have something to do with satellites and asteroids or is it uh, aliens and uh <laughs> extra dimensionals <laughs> right who the hell knows like there's a there's a lot here there's a lot to talk talk about a lot to think about as always and this is why we do it and uh yeah all right so then one of the things also that reagan got a lot of shit for was uh his uh it was called a strategic defense initiative, okay? And so the press mocked him. Uh, they, you know, uh, things things haven't really changed too much except for, you know, the orange man super bad. Uh, but uh, the press was, like, uh, definitely, um, like, very militant against uh, right, righty, uh, right-leaning presidents then as well. And so the, the, the press came hard after Reagan in the 80s, but it's nothing like what they did the last four years to, to Mr. Trump. So, like I said, it's irrelevant what you think about either of those guys. It's just a, it's just a fact of the way the media operates. But but here's the crazy thing. So he had this strategic defense initiative, it was called, but the, uh, the reason I bring up the press and, and this, this bit 
was because they they mocked that and it not, didn't call it SDI Strategic Defense Initiative. They called they called it Star Wars, right, to kind of mock Reagan and his plans. All right, so let's hear Reagan talking about this actual strategic defense initiative and what it means. This is him announcing and kind of talking about um, some specifics. And so this was about putting like um, like a defense network of satellites in space. Do you guys remember this? I'm sure I'm sure many of you remember this when he was talking about this. Uh, this is a long time ago. Uh, us, us 80s kids, we know we know what's going on here because uh, uh, this this was a thing, right? Star Wars was going to be a thing, but uh, we didn't realize the press was making fun of him. It's actually called the Strategic Defense Initiative. Here's Reagan talking about it. Action. What if free people could live secure in the knowledge that their security did not rest upon the threat of instant U.S. retaliation to deter a Soviet attack? That we could intercept and destroy strategic ballistic missiles before they reached our own soil or that of our allies. I know this is a formidable technical task, one that may not be accomplished before the end of this century. I call upon the scientific community in our country, those who gave us nuclear weapons, to turn their great talents now to the cause of mankind and world peace, to give us the means of rendering these nuclear weapons impotent and obsolete. Okay. So what he's talking about there is basically a uh, the, these killer satellites that are able to detect intercontinental ballistic missiles in flight and shoot them down before, you know, let's say Russia shoots them over here or whatever. They, they're able to, to shoot them down from space. So we're talking like, you know, kind of like a Patriot missile system, but in space, right? And so it's kind of unclear what technology is going to shoot these down? Is it other missiles? Is it laser weapons? Is it plasma weapons? Is it rail guns? You know what I mean? Like, what's really going on here? And again, it's uh, like everything that's kind of de- defense-oriented. You don't really ever know. You don't really know exactly what they're talking about. You kind of know in vagaries in, in some instances. But that's the Strategic Defense Initiative. And he was talking about this in 1983. 1983. That's a long ass time ago. And now we're talking about uh, China and Russia and probably us, of course, have killer satellites, right? So we have, so space is being weaponized. That is for sure, right? Because imagine if you took out like, just, just say you uh, could instantly vaporize like a couple of GPS satellites, right? Imagine how everything would just go haywire down here. Everything is so tied into these satellites and the satellite systems that if you could uh, take out a couple just before you were about to do something really nefarious, that would be a gigantic strategic advantage. So, of course, right? So now not only do you have killer satellites that are looking to take down other satellites, then you've got defensive satellites that are looking to defend against satellites, killer satellites that are trying to take down your other satellites. And, yeah, you see. Then we then we get a huge mess in orbit and a bunch of garbage floating around and... Yeah, is that what Trump meant when he said space traffic management? <laughs> All the garbage we're putting in space. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, what else? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Lisa, didn't he say after watching Close Encounters, uh, this is already happening? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Robert says, uh, we've had weapons in space. If you think it's we haven't, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Again, they were talking about this in 1983. 1983 of all places, right? Or of all times places times jeez jeez all right so okay that's ronald reagan okay now with ronald reagan we're going to get to some other presidents too now it's interesting because like i said the further you go back 
and you're kind of like keeping a time frame in your mind of what kind of technology was happening and when, right? Kind of based on some statements that a particular presidents made or people that are way high up in the military. We're going to focus on presidents tonight because it's probably a little bit more linear to make the case here. Assuming, let's assume that presidents are actually read into these programs and, you know, if there were aliens and we made contact, the presidents would know, even though it doesn't seem that is the case because, like we've said in the past, presidents are more like temporary employees and they know they'll be gone in either four or eight years and that's it. So, like, who really runs this joint, right? It's the, the you know, the, uh, <clears throat> you have, you can't, you can't really say it too loud. So let me just look over my shoulders and make sure that uh, I don't say it too loud because somebody might come say, hey, you can't say that. But yeah, the deep state, that's who runs this shit. <laughs> the deep state. Presidents are temporary employees and that's that. It's a four year, it's an eight year thing. So yeah, if every four years you're telling a new president about the aliens, uh, yeah, I really don't think that's the case. I think I, th- I think it's likely they're not read into these programs, if these programs exist, just FYI. What's up, Axel? Thanks for showing up tonight. It says, uh, Axel says, satellites are very vulnerable because most of them broadcast and so can't hide. But that's the thing, right? So that's what we know about, but how about ones that don't do that? Like, don't you think that if they, if they can make, like, stealth this or stealth that? I don't know. I think the, I think maybe maybe that's the game now. That's that's the, like the new satellite meta, right? It's like, well, if you, if you can't see it, you can't shoot it. And if you can't, sh- you know, you can't shoot it, then it's an advantage. Who knows, right? Like, who knows what's really going on there? That's a fantastic statement, but I'm just saying I don't know what I don't know. So you got to assume they know that too, and there's uh, programs being made to, to kind of counter and, uh, and handle those things. So anyway, we're talking about, again, Space Force. We're talking about... Uh, it is uh, it's a one-year anniversary here. They've named the Space Force cadets or soldiers guardians now. They're called guardians, uh, guardians of the galaxy, as it were. I mean, that's not really the full term, but, you know, it's hard to not think guardians of the galaxy. And then on top of that, uh, with all this uh, Galactic Federation talk the last couple of weeks and then uh, this conjunction with Saturn and, and Jupiter, and uh, this, this, again, like some bizarre synchronicity here. Like, what's really happening? Is this just a, a like a product of a paranoid mind? Mine, I mean, or is this uh, something else? <laughs> like I said, do we live in the Matrix? So the Guardian leaked the story, right? About never mind. I already said that. Just uh, just saying. And then we have the Guardians, and then the yeah, never mind. Anyway, all right. Anyway, let's go. Let's. Larry says, is the Death Star just completed yet, or is China just dusting off the old one? It's a good question. Which Death Star? If you guys watch The Mandalorian, you know the joke. You know anybody watch The Mandalorian? Holy shit! the uh, the uh, The last episode of season two was today, and oh, oh, oh shit! If you haven't watched The Mandalorian and you're a Star Wars fan, do it right away, right away. Finally, finally, Star Wars has some redemption in the last like twenty years. Like they they've they've really struggled to make some really good stuff. And in the last probably three weeks or four weeks, The Mandalorian has got really good. It's on Disney Plus. If you don't have it, I think it's like six bucks a month. But spend the six bucks, binge the shit out of it. It's totally worth it. Holy crap. Today was the finale, and I had to watch it. I usually watch it tonight after I do the show, but uh, like uh, social media was like throwing spoilers out like crazy. I was like, shit, shit. I'm gonna, they're going to spoil it, these assholes. Anyway, check it out. Check it out. Good stuff. All right. Now, with that said. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's Reagan, right? No, okay. 
We're not done with Reagan yet. So we're going to go back to some other presidents and some of these other things, but we're not done with Reagan. Now, everybody knows about the alien quote with Reagan, right? When he said, you know, if we, you know, if we had, uh, anyway, I've got it. I'm going to play it. But everybody knows, everybody that's into ufology knows about the Reagan and alien quote. All right. But did you know, he didn't just say it once. He used this analogy several times. Hold on. We got a few. Let's play some of these. Listen to what Ronald Reagan said in the 80s. Obviously talking, talking about the Cold War and how stockpiling nuclear weapons against each other was not the way to go. Now listen to this. There's a couple things Reagan said that are very, very similar. And you've probably heard one of these, but not all of these. So here we go. Reagan on aliens action. I couldn't help at one point in my discussions with privately with General Secretary Gorbachev. When you stop to think that we're all God's children, wherever we may live in the world, I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held. If suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet uh, outside in the universe, we'd forget all the little local differences that we have between our countries and we would find out once and for all that we really are all human beings here on this earth together. Well, I don't suppose we can wait for some alien race to come down and threaten us, but I think that between us we can bring about that realization. Okay, so there's one, right? And that may not be the one you've heard because that's not the most famous one, but he did make that analogy. Not once, not twice, but three times that I could find. And so if he, if, if he said it three different times, he probably said it five different times or ten different times. Who knows, right? Like, this is the type of stuff that you don't get every day. You go, you go digging on the Internet and you can't really find this stuff because many of these things are just buried in like a 45-minute YouTube video or like a three-hour live stream like this, right? It's, so it's, it's kind of difficult to track some of these, these sound clips down from freaking 30 years ago. But we did it. We're here. We're talking about this stuff. And uh, Bailey says, interesting thing to hear from a reptilian. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Got some other good comments to read there in chat. Uh, so we're going to read that. But here we go. More Ronald Reagan on aliens. That was one. Here's another action. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war. Okay, there's the one you've probably heard. I think that's the most famous one. Now, that's twice we've got him saying it, right? Here's a third time. Him saying the exact same thing. Listen to this. I think maybe I'd answer it this way. I, I keep in my frustration sometimes. You know, actually, if you count some of the things going on in smaller countries and all, there have been about 114 wars since World War II. But I've often wondered, what if all of us in the world discovered that we were threatened by an outer a power from outer space, from another planet? 
wouldn't we all of a sudden find that we didn't have any differences between us at all? We were all human beings, citizens of the world, and wouldn't we come together to fight that particular threat? Yeah, right? He says it again and again and again. Is that a hint? Or is that just a new age philosophy? Trying to bring about peace through new age philosophy by relating to people with aliens. What I do know, the answer to that question I don't know, but what I do know is hearing that second clip, it does remind me very much of this, and I think we have to play it because it makes me laugh. So let's play this, and you'll know exactly what I mean. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Here we go. Major. Uh, sir. Good morning. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. survive today we celebrate our independence day okay uh, some some similarities there, actually. It almost feels like they ripped off Reagan's speech and put it in the movie. <laughs> There's definitely some... Okay, now, now that you know the context, I'm going to play the one that makes the most sense. Now, listen to what the, the, the dramatized version there is. Now, listen to what Reagan said in this one, the most famous one. It's only 40 seconds. Now, listen closely. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. 
I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. I had, like, when I heard it and when I was doing these clips, I was like, hot damn, that sounds just like the Independence Day thing. And sure enough, right? Uh, some good comments here. Uh, again, we're live, guys, if you want to be part of the show. 702-957-1037. That's Las Vegas area code. If you don't like the long distance, join the Discord. It's free if you have an internet connection. Troubledminds.org is the official website. You can find the phone number and the Discord link there. And let's read some chat. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bailey says, I guess the, they only broadcast when asked to, but I wonder if there are also proxy satellites which exist just to communicate for external satellites that never or rarely broadcast to them. I think that's a, that's a valid. All this is valid. All these thoughts are good, right? Because we don't know, right? They're, like Clearly, they, they have redundancies and they've thought of these things and they've had interferences and other problems. So who knows? Who really knows? Uh, Bailey continues, I bet stealthy broadcasts are very small packets in directional beams, so they aren't broadcasting in all directions, but instead a very thin cone instead. Not only that, what about quantum entanglement and spooky action at a distance? What if they've already, like, actually mastered that somehow, and that, uh, that unhackable internet, as they're calling it, the quantum internet, is actually a thing already, and they're maybe using that, and it's a, so maybe not even transmitting directly, it's a quantum entanglement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Uh, Bailey says he must be a guardian, the, the uh, Ronald Reagan there. Yeah, so so anyway, I don't know, uh, pretty crazy, right? Pretty uh, pretty crazy, the parallels on what, uh, I'm pretty sure they ripped off part of that speech, right? You, say, you know, they, they both said vanished, will not vanish without a fight, right? Uh, we're going to live on. That's so good. It's so good. All right, so anyway, anyway, let's see. Ronald says, does anyone think that maybe the powers that be are causing division in order to announce the existence of extraterrestrial life? So hopefully people will come together as one. You're talking about Project Bluebeam, my man. Except, except, it's not to bring us together. <laughs> it's to usher in martial law. But yeah, I mean, you know, the potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, not Reagan. Bill, Bill Pullman. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. All right, so we're going to keep on moving here. But we're talking about uh, we're talking about <laughs> Space Force. It's the one year anniversary of Space Force being enacted and being a thing now. And uh, they've they've called the cadets or the recruits. They they now have a name. They're called Guardians. And that was named after we have an actual reference here. So it, it, it wasn't actually Guardians of the Galaxy. It was from let's see, we got this. Where's the reference? It's from a, a the. The command, uh, the the original command motto of the Air Force Space Command in 1983 was "Guardians of the High Frontier." So they just dropped the of the High Frontier, and the Space Force individuals are now called Guardians, and uh, that's what that's what we're doing. That's what we're talking about. All right, so let's see. So what else do we got? So that was some a bunch of good Reagan stuff, and I think I think uh, I think just maybe the media operates is uh, you know with sound bites and whatnot. I think Reagan was probably the best to get. Some pretty good stuff here. I couldn't find a lot of stuff on uh, earlier presidents, but there's a lot of uh, written information. So let's look at some of that. And uh, 
And again, phone numbers up. I want to hear from you. What do you guys think? This whole Space Force bit, again, a military boondoggle. Do you think it's something to, to combat uh, China and Russia? Do you think it's something uh, Randy Kramer, Marines on Mars? Like, what's really going on here? So the secret Space Force that's been around. I mean, we, we all know, like, like anybody with half a brain realizes NASA is basically a Space Force, right? It's, it, it's like the forward PR front-facing space program of the secret Space Force. I mean, that's what it is, right? It's just what it is. Like, there's there's a ton of shit going on in space that they're not telling us because they can't because it's national security and all this shit. 1947 National Security Act, right? All this. But that's what NASA really is. It's just a PR front for the secret Space Force. So how long are the secret space, is it Space Force? No, space, secret space program. So how long has there been a secret space program and how far ahead are they regarding technology? That's the question. Do you believe in the Bob Lazar thing? Do you believe we've uh, reverse engineered UFOs? Do you believe that uh, maybe with that quantum entanglement stuff I was just saying? Like, who knows, really? Like, who knows what's going on? I think that's that's really the point. That's really the point to talk about. Uh, and, and I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, Sherry, what's up? Says, big solar flare just happened. Can you feel it? Did you see it? What happened? Um, I know the the sun's spurging out, freaking out recently, something like that. Well, hopefully it doesn't hit us directly. That would suck. Uh, okay, so let's see. So let's keep on moving here. So we've got, um, so there's all the Reagan stuff. Now, I was looking at some of these presidents, right, and seeing what uh, kind of disclosure-wise and alien-wise and the rest of this, what a lot of them had to say. And there's some fantastic uh, resources here. Uh, specifically, let me show you this. This is a website called, let me see. It's called uh, presidentialufo.com. So if you guys haven't seen this, uh, this is, uh, let me link it. Hold on. And then we'll get to some of the stuff here. But um, there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot a lot of UFO information on some uh, some presidents here. So this is this is one of those sweet 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 old websites, you know, back before they had like you know like a, a HTML5 and you know like a PHP and <laughs> before before they actually had oh shit <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, so I posted it to it went to. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'll explain why I'm laughing. It went. It went to. <laughs> it went to. Um, to uh, what you call it? To uh, uh, not not. Uh, uh, it didn't go to Facebook. That, that this link went to, uh, to to the restream chat. So if you're on, on on YouTube and the rest of this, you saw it. But it didn't actually go to. Um, <laughs> it didn't go to. To uh, hold on. Let's see. What am I doing here? Trying to get everything back up in the proper order. Okay, there we go. All right, all right. Yeah. So it didn't. It didn't go to Facebook. Facebook smacked it down and said this. This. This website is not allowed. Okay. Well. <laughs> well then, let's uh, let's do this instead. Let's put it on the on the screen and then and then you know <laughs> they can't really censor the link. But this is this is the website. So if you guys want to <clears throat> find your favorite search engine and smash in that top title there, why don't you go ahead and do that? And then, uh, all right. So then, there's there's uh, there's some good stuff here. So, I was going back. You know, we got President Harry Truman, thirty third president, right? Uh, nineteen forty five to nineteen fifty three, and uh, right after World War Two. And uh, I'm gonna link this, and you guys can check it out. And uh, yeah, what's going on here? So, let's see. Let's uh, let's see. I had this picked out earlier. Where is it? Okay. So here we go. Uh, there is little, right here from the, the, the website, there's little doubt that in these early years, Truman was very aware and in total control 
of the UFO situation. There has always been a controversy as to what President Truman's views were on, quote, flying saucers, as they were called during the tenure of his administration. Truman was not an elected president, taking over May 2nd, 1945. That's when Roosevelt died, of course. Some UFO researchers who were around at the time felt that President Truman had very negative opinions about flying saucers. One of these is James W. Mosley, who published a magazine in the 1950s called Saucer News. Quote, in our two meetings with Truman, said Mosley, he definitely expressed negative opinions about flying saucers. He continues, we had a brief private meeting with Truman in 1954, continued Mosley, after he was out of office, and the quote he gave us regarding flying saucers was simply, I've never seen a purple cow. I hope never to see one. He refused to add to that statement. Several years later, we, uh, we attended a Truman press conference, not at the White House, and received a similar negative response from the ex-president in answer to our UFO-related questions. So, this is the guy... That uh, so Roswell was 1947, okay, and in July I believe, and in September, just a couple months later, this is when they enacted the National Security Act. All right, so this is a Truman thing. This is a 33rd president, and so this is how how suddenly all of these flying saucers and everything else, right? That's what they were called back then. We call them. They were then called UFOs by Project Blue Book and J. Allen Hynek, and now they're called. UAP's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. They changed the names, of course. Well, why? For a couple reasons, right? <laughs> but anyway, we, we've talked about that in the past. Uh, some, some more good comments here. Keep the comments coming, guys. If you want to be part of the show, let me know what you think. We're talking about Space Force tonight, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, or Guardians of the High... Hold on. Guard, uh, let me get this right. Guardians of the... What is this? Guardians of the High Frontier that they, they've now changed to... Uh, just the Guardians. Just the Guardians themselves. But I want to hear from you. What do you think about the Space Force thing? Do you think that? What are they doing with uh, space traffic management, like Trump said there, that was his actual words? Or do you think this is, uh, again, satellites or uh, asteroids or meteors or comets or aliens? <laughs> you tell me. I want to know what you think. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. TroubledMinds.org is the official website. You can find the phone number and the Discord there. All right. Back to Harry Truman, 1947, the National Security Act, right? So you could argue that Truman himself was the one whose legacy still carries on today regarding UFOs and the government covering them up, all right? That National Security Act. Actually, I didn't pull that up, but let's, let's look at that just real fast because I think it's important in context here that uh, we see what this is. Hold on. One moment, please. Okay, here we go. All right, this is what we're talking about right here. We're going to go with just the uh, the top, top version, which is, of course, Wikipedia, the Ministry of Truth. And uh, here we go. The National Security Act of 1947 was a law enacting major restructuring of the United States government's military and intelligence agencies following World War II. The majority of the provisions of the act took effect on September 18, 1947, the day after the Senate confirmed James Forrestal, that name, James Forrestal, as the first Secretary of Defense. The act merged the Department of War, renamed as the Department of the Army, and the Department of the Navy into the National Military Establishment, the NME, 
headed by the Secretary of Defense. It also created the Department of the Air Force and the United States Air Force, which separated the Army Air Forces into its own service. It also protected the Marine Corps as an independent service and under the Department of the Navy. Aside from the military reorganization, the act established the National Security Council and the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, the U.S.'s first peacetime non-military intelligence agency. All right. Yeah, right? There you go. There's Truman. So uh, Truman had a very heavy hand in, uh, in our non-transparency of UFOs since Roswell in 1947 to now. Crazy stuff. Let's see. Uh, some good comments here. Uh, Bailey says, if you ask me, the problem is that they need to deprecate NASA because of their Nazi paperclip history so that they can disclose aliens without throwing a current U.S. federal organization under the bus. That's why they're defunding NASA while building a space force. doesn't make sense without the caveat that they're moving from one to another. Axel says, my understanding is that most spy satellites are regular communication satellites that also have cameras. Uh, I think, yeah, I, th- I think all of that is definitely relevant regarding satellites, but I think there's a bunch of stuff that more we also don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, let's, let's keep on moving here. Uh, again, if you got, uh, I'm looking for your comments. I'm looking for you guys to call. I'm looking for a, uh, I want to know what you think. You guys know what I think. I, I ramble on about this shit all the time. So it's no secret. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm undecided on many things because we don't have all the information and that's really that. As the information comes, I'll, I'll you know solidify my opinion one way or the other. But uh, that's kind of how we roll. This is a, this is a we can't always be wrong and we can't always be right type of situation. So yeah, that's that's how we go. It that's how we do it. So one more time: seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven trouble minds. Click the Discord link and get on the show. All right, let's keep going. All right, so we have uh, President Eisenhower from this. This is the old site. Um, I can't link this to. Uh, to Facebook because it's a it's a, it's a bogus site according to them, and it's going to get us taken down off the internet. But all right, so here we go. So th- there's the rumor that President Eisenhower met aliens. Remember this? The Smoke Tree Ranch where President Eisenhower spent his February 1954 California vacation. The home was owned by Eisenhower business friend Paul Helms. The ranch was chosen because it offered enough room for the presidential party as well as some Secret Service officers. It also offered a better security than the other options. All right. Early Sunday morning, February 21st, 1954, Eisenhower appears at a church service at the community church in Palm Springs. He is seen here shaking hands with the pastor, Reverend James H. Blackstone, Jr. Even though he is seen smiling, Eisenhower, according to his secretary, Ann Whitman, hated church. Quote, I don't know how he ever put up with Billy Graham, she said. (laughs) That's funny. Hours after Ike's church appearance, he was reported missing from the Smoke Tree Ranch. Countless stories have circulated that Ike made a quick trip to nearby Edwards Air Force Base where he met with landed aliens. <laughs> aliens. Them aliens. Where's Ash when you need him? <laughs> Them aliens. Yeah. So, right. So we go back and uh, you see some of these things and you wonder, like, what's really going on here? Is this, is this a bunch of BS or what's really happening? I, I think, I think uh, that's really, the, that's really the, the theme of this show. Is this, is this a bunch of BS? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, David says, we need to welcome the aliens. Ronald says, uh, y'all William Shatner fans can, uh, can do what you want, but I'm not bumping uglies with a green alien lady. Y'all right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know. They, they, those, uh, the ones that they painted up in the, in the, the William Shatner episodes, they look pretty good to me. 
Uh, you know, just put a little, they're green, they got antennas, but they look pretty good otherwise. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Eisenhower agreed uh, that I talked about. Yep, 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 exactly, Alex, exactly when you called. Thank you for the call again. Um, let's see, uh, Keegan, what's up? What are we talking about? Hey, we're talking about Space Force. Thanks for showing up, guys. We're talking about Space Force, and uh, they named uh, their, their cadets Guardians today. And not only that, it's the one-year anniversary, and what do we need a Space for anyway? Space Force for anyway. See what I did there? Space. What do we need a space force for anyway? There you go. Spit it out. I said it right. That's what we're talking about. All right. So, so with all of that said, where are we at with this? Is there basically nothing, or is there something here? Is this again like a military boondoggle, just a way to spend some more money and you know uh, transfer wealth from the, the poor to the rich, and you know spend with um, uh, Northrop Grumman and uh, Raytheon and these guys, or is there something else happening here? Is there actually aliens out there? Yeah. No, no. Well, see, now you're not lost. Look at that. All you got to do is ask and we'll sum you up. We'll catch you up. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. And we're live, by the way. So if you're just showing up, it, you, you can call in and give us your take on this. 702-957-1037. Troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link. There you go. You can find the phone number on troubledminds.org. Okay. So now let's let's continue. Let's continue moving here. So that's uh, Eisenhower meets with the aliens, right? Now uh, they say that uh, President Harry Truman uh, was the president during Roswell, and then shortly after Roswell happened in July and September, he enacted the National Security Act, which basically uh, brought the CIA in, and they started uh, obfuscating everything, all the information that came through, in a non-wartime capacity. So there's there's a lot here, right? Here's another one. So there's there's actually two accounts of President Eisenhower meeting with extraterrestrials, supposedly. So here's another one. This is from uh, the UFOCrashbook.com, and this is regarding Eisenhower. And uh, thanks, Sherry. Have a great night. Thanks for being here. Uh, Alan says, L-M-A-O. What's up, buddy? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay, okay, okay. All right, there we go. So it actually went through. All right, let's look at this. Let's look at this. President Eisenhower at Holloman Air Force Base on February 9th, 1955. All right, so the other the other case here was, what was that? 1954, right? Smoke Tree Ranch. This one is again in 1955. Eisenhower announced to the press he was going to Georgia for a few days. He left on February 10th at 1 p.m. from Andrews Air Force Base with a party of six. A chartered plane load of journalists from all major networks accompanied him. The plane load of press was like uh, w- was with Ike because of an international tensions. The Russians were having a major leadership upheaval, and the Red Chinese were making moves towards Formosa. Ike and party arrived at his destination, Thomasville, Georgia, about 4.30 p.m. on February 10th, hunted quail for an hour, and retired to his guest cottage. Less than 24 hours later, President Eisenhower showed up at Holloman Air Force Base. Ike was out of the press view for some 36 hours. James Haggerty, his press secretary, told the, told the press that his... Uh, that Ike and his valet were treating a case of the sniffles. Uh, yeah. So the source of Ike's visit to Holloman comes from an ex-airman stationed at the at the base hospital. The airman wrote a seven-page letter to UFO investigator speaker Art Campbell delineating the details of Ike's visit and some of the activities while there. Uh, the Columbine, Illinois, uh, Ike's Air Force One at the time landed at Holloman around 9 a.m. on February 11th. By previous arrangement, the plane taxied and parked on an active runway. A short time later, a UFO was seen to land in front of Air Force One. A man presumed to be 
Ike left the parked plane and walked to the UFO. A meeting of some 45 minutes took place, and then he returned to the plane. Another UFO was seen hovering or, or, or over the flight line while the meeting was going on. All right, and if you watch Ancient Aliens, you've seen this. They, this is one that, kind of, that gets brought up a lot, right? The mythology of uh, this whole business of the the, the treaty with the extraterrestrials, which, of course, would be the, the Galactic Federation, right? The Council, the Council of Five or Nine or Eleven or whatever whatever they're going to pack the court with. <laughs> However many it ends up being, uh, you know, maybe the Council of 88 by the time it's done. But who knows, right? I guess I guess given all of that, that uh, maybe, maybe like Sherry said, maybe, maybe they do need uh, permission from the Council to actually get into space. Um, what Williams says, I think they are slowly trying to desensitize the people. It all started with the Navy Tic Tac UFO, then the imminent disclosure of the Galactic Force, now the President and Vice President talking about Space Force. What's next? We're going to get invaded? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan says, uh, do any government officials ever try to shut you down? Nah. <laughs> they think we're quacks, man. It's cool. It's it's cool. And have you ever seen anything in the sky you can't explain? Definitely. I definitely. Yeah, I live in Vegas, and there's some weird shit in the sky out here, so it is a thing. What's up, Benjamin? How you doing, my man? How about the alien entities inside our own government? That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, I think that's worth talking about. So if you want to talk about it, you know what to do. Give us a call, man. Uh, put up the phone number right there. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, what else do we got? Um, bah, bah, bah. All right. We're good. Okay. So let's continue. So we're talking about Space Force. We're talking about the um, the Galactic Federation and now Eisenhower and his supposed meeting with aliens. We started with Reagan. We went back to Truman. We got Eisenhower. And what else do we got? There's uh, there's another one. Who else do we got? Oh, there's the Strategic Defense Initiative. We got that. The National Security Act. What are we missing? There's other stuff here. All right. So um, here we go. Okay. So Eisenhower. Here's the old site. I'm going to link this again. We're going to take a look at this and read some of this. All right. So here we go. All right, so according, again, this is presidentialufo.com. And, uh, you know, again, take the source for what it is. If you think this is a bunch of hogwash, fine. If you don't, fine. If you think it's somewhere in between, fine. Like, again, I don't care. This is not one of those to convince you of something. This is, uh, you know, look at this yourself, think about it yourself, and uh, make up your mind yourself, you know. I'm just kind of going through it and kind of uh, putting things that fit together. And uh, there's some news today, so regarding Space Force and the rest of this. So kind of looking back to maybe what the president's leaked or what they supposedly leaked and uh anyway here we go so we have uh, president dwight d eisenhower ufo articles related to his white house administration so they said in march 1960 the martian moon phobos generally accepted as a celestial body actually may be an artificial satellite launched long ago by an advanced martian race according to dr s fred singer Special Advisor to President Eisenhower on Space Developments. No mention was made of the other Mars moon, Deimos. In his published opinion, Dr. Singer backed a claim first made by the Soviet astrophysicist Shklovsky. See how I did that? My Russian is superb. The Russian scientist's announcement that Phobos was a hollow artificial satellite providing the existence of a Martian civilization set off heated arguments among astronomers. Uh, Shklovsky based his decision on a long study of Phobos's particular peculiar orbit, which other astronomers have noted. The Russian claim has calculations and those of earlier astronomers prove Phobos cannot possibly be an ordinary moon. All right, so we've heard that about our moon, right? That it's some sort of a space station or it's tidally locked, and so it's like a satellite kind of staring down at us, and uh, 
Maybe the aliens or the bases are on the backside of the moon intentionally so that we can't find them easily without, you know, becoming interstellar ourselves or able, at least able to uh, travel, travel, you know, off the earth. Yeah. So, right. We've heard this stuff before, but now this is actually going back to 1960. Uh, a scientist linked to Dwight D. Eisenhower, the president then, was talking about Phobos, the moon of Mars being some sort of similar, right? And so this isn't new, is it? Is these things new? Or we're talking about 1960, and uh, that's not new at all. Uh, but here we go. So though Dr. Singer said the figures still had to be proved, his Phobos statement in the February a- astronautics rejected other astronomers' objections. Quote, I would be very disappointed if it turns out to be solid, said the White House advisor. If the figures were correct, he stated, then Phobos undoubtedly is a hollow artificial satellite. If it is, he said, its purpose would probably be to sweep up radiation in the Mars atmosphere so that Martians can safely operate around their planet. Dr. Singer also pointed out that Phobos would make an ideal space base, both for Martians and Earthlings. In light of this article, there was an interesting assessment of Mars given during a space briefing presented during an Eisenhower cabinet meeting. The briefing by Eisenhower science advisor Dr. James Killian was given March 14, 1958. Mars, much more exciting. Conditions more similar to Earth. Undoubtedly some form of life, although probably not ones which we would recognize. <laughs> right? Whoa. Uh, Hot, right? Hot? Is that the, you know? So, okay, scientists speculating based on the data they have that the moon Phobos, which actually has that, remember the monolith? It actually has a monolith on Mobos. Phobos, I'm sorry. Mobos. Phobos. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. So, we so we have this weird circular synchronicity going on here and we're going to we're going to wrap it up too with some uh, some other bizarre synchronicity regarding scientists talking about alien satellites yeah all right we're going to get there in just a sec and wrap it all back around to space force when we finish this up but before we do that we're going to take a quick detour and we're going to hear from our good buddy well he doesn't know who the hell i am or you are probably unless you're holding out on me but neil degrasse tyson chimed in on some of this so we'll hear some quotes from him i got some uh, some audio we'll play for that but again uh, this show's live it's friday night if you want if you want to chime in give me your opinion on space force uh, you think there's uh, actual aliens out there you think this is a just a satellite uh, like patty cake game that uh, we're, we're playing with russia and china or is, is it something uh, again like a military boondoggle to, to to burgle burgle the tax dollars and make them disappear in a black budget i don't know you tell me i'm open to all those things because shit who knows <laughs> who really knows and uh let's see uh uh uh, Carlos, what's up? Thanks for showing up. It says Buzz Aldrin made a statement about a monolith on Phobos, and there is a monolith on Phobos, by the way. And uh, Carlos also says Japan has a mission to land an unmanned rover on Phobos in 2024, and that would be sweet. And hopefully, we get the actual data from there, and we see what if what if there's like that same monolith that was in Utah. What if there's the same damn one? <laughs> but it's up there. That'd be hilarious. It's got rivets and saw marks in the in the in the in the the, 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 the yeah. You get it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. William says some scientists also argue that our moon is hollow and artificial. Yep, exactly. Or that the the when the satellite bounced off of it in the uh, was it the 60s I believe 70s that they said that it rang the the moon rang like a bell. I've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, Alex is a toad there. 
Toad there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bailey. Neil, Neil DeShill Tyson. So let's go to Neil DeShill Tyson and hear what he had to say regarding all of these things, all right? So, again, we're talking about um, Space Force and their one-year anniversary. They named their cadets or recruits uh, Guardians now. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, as it were. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, kind of. But here we go. Let's hear what Neil deGrasse had to say about all of this stuff. And uh, not just uh, not, uh, kind of uh, like like I said earlier when we talked about um, when James called, we were talking about uh, the guy, the rich guy that went to space, right? So Neil's actually going to talk about this a little bit in this clip in these series of clips. So here we go, Neil deGrasse talking about all the stuff we're talking about tonight. Here we go, part one, action. We've talked a lot about investing in space, whether it's buying the stock of Lockheed Martin or talking about the ambitions of a Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson or Elon Musk. And I'm just wondering how big you think this is going to be in terms of the next frontier for investment. When you say this, you mean a space force or just space in general? Space in general. Well, space in general, well, space is kind of unlimited. Uh, I've said before that the <laughs> first, <laughs> just kind of unlimited, uh, I, I've said before that the first trillionaire will be the person who exploits the natural resources of space itself, the energy available 24-7 from the sun, the mineral resources that exist doing nothing other than orbiting the sun, located in asteroids and comets, the uh, sources of fresh water in comets and some other asteroids. So access to space in the future may be the deciding factor of whether we can not only accommodate the growth of our population, but also do it in a way that can produce and generate wealth. Well, Neil, at current pace, uh, Jeff Bezos might get to, to that target even just with uh, Amazon. But, but let's talk about his space <laughs> exploits and those of Elon Musk and Richard Branson. Do you think when it comes to commercial space travel, only one of those three will be successful? I ask that by saying whoever gets there first, will they then just get huge investment behind them such that in years to come, you know, one of them will be successful, the other two won't? And, and who do you think might win that race? <laughs> okay, I'm not a betting man in that regard, but I can tell you that at the beginning of all industries, somebody gets there first, and often the person that gets there first doesn't have the most inventive version of it, and other people come in behind them. They get to start where the first winners began and then take it to other new levels. So there's more than one computer company, there's more than one television manufacturer, there's more than one brand of car. So I'm not thinking that there's going to be one person who takes the money and runs. Space is a huge place. And if someone exploits this asteroid, then I'm going to exploit that asteroid if your prices are too high. There you go. Space Economics brought to you by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Now, why is this important? Because they asked him first about Space Force, right? And so it, it turns into a little bit of a larger conversation. And so, like he said, now we're talking about maybe space, like uh, luxury travel, right? Like maybe maybe pay some rich people to see the moon and this type of stuff. Or like who gets out there and starts mining asteroids first. And, you know, there's, there's a lot actually to, to really talk about here. And, uh, you know, like actually good things for humans. It's just, you know, like it, like literally once you start mining the the uh, the asteroid belt and stuff, then we're talking about is like it should be a post scarcity society. Right. Well, <laughs> or is that allowed? I don't know if that's allowed, but OK. So he continues with this and uh, there's there's more. And this will this will come into the space uh, tourism thing, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, so here we go. Part two, Neil deGrasse Tyson. If you're just joining us, we're talking about uh, Space Force tonight, and it's a one-year anniversary. 
And is there some sort of synchronicity with the, the, the Federation of uh, the, the, whatever the hell that was, the aliens and the, the Council of Nine and all this? Who the hell knows? Here's what Neil deGrasse has to say about uh, moving into space and uh, all the guys who were trying to do it. Part two, action. I think the space space has a built-in um, uh, price-checking mechanism uh, on who might try to run away with a monopoly. <laughs> An unlimited market with no with no monopoly, Neil. So now I'll ask about the space force. President Trump created it. It was mocked. You've you've defended it and said it's important. How much do you think that will be a driver to speed up investment and research and development into space? Well, it's not so much that I said it was important. I just said it was not a crazy idea. (laughs) Not being a crazy idea means it's a great idea. Okay, but I just wanted to (laughs) note that we already have active uh, presence in space by the U.S. military, and it's under the Air Force, and it's called the U.S. Space Command. And they've been doing this. The Air Force has had space presence ever since the beginning, back in the 1960s. So it's sort of an accounting shift of all the space activities from the Air Force to a new thing that might be called, that if it goes through, would be called a Space Force. And for me, I'd like to throw some extra things in the portfolio, like how about defending us against asteroids that have our name written on it? That'd be a good way to use defense money, I would think. Um, Also, space is becoming quite the the trash heap, Uh, uh, space debris, actually can badly interfere with space commerce because if you have a satellite minding its own business sending transmissions be it a weather satellite a communication satellite and an 18,000 mile an hour stray bolt comes through that's the end of your satellite so clearing the space uh, regime for commerce uh, it should be a fundamental part of what the military does in protecting our assets okay see so he's got he's got a more uh more level-headed approach here to, to regular uh, getting into space and what the space force may be and you know like he's like he said uh, maybe protect us from some satellite or for, from from some trash out there or some uh, uh so, so, some uh, <laughs> some meteors or asteroids or whatever i i find it hard to believe that we're enacting a space force though to get to go clean the litter out of the <laughs> out of low earth orbit but whatever uh, you know whatever but uh, again neil degrasse he is what he is he's like the uh the marketer he's probably more a marketer now than he is a uh, an actual scientist but whatever you know you get you get what you can get and you get in where you fit in so it's all good so let's, let's play the rest of this uh, so if you're just joining us or you want to give us your take on this um i don't have much more after this so uh, if you want to now's the time if you want to be part of the show i want to hear what you think about all this what do you think space force is for is it uh, is there some kind of alien menace right with the galactic federation like we were talking about that's that's the words i couldn't come up with the galactic federation or do you think that there's a this is just uh, basically like neil degrasse is saying it's like uh, cleaning up some garbage from orbit and uh, watching the asteroids and making sure that we don't get hit who knows right like uh, like like all of this kind of fits and then we'll wrap this all the way back around to how this started when the space force began and uh we'll wrap it up <laughs> all right here we go 702-957-1037 we are live friday night join the discord troubleminds.org here we go neil degrasse on space force action so, Neil, we're talking here a lot about whether it's military uh, incentives for exploiting space or putting money into space and also private sector efforts, some of them directed at moving people uh, to other uh, planets and things like that. Is that, in your mind, a sufficient uh, set of reasons to, to actually spend money on space? Is there not a pure science exploration type uh, reason anymore that, uh, that we should uh, have more government-sponsored efforts in that direction? 
uh, depending on the wealth of a country, there's a spending level below which it has the uh, complete accommodation and tolerance for pure space research. But beyond that, you, the, the, the reason to do it has to be, uh, histor history has shown, it has to be linked either to economic drivers or to geopolitical forces, often that's code for military or defense. And so if we're going to go into space in a big way, I'm, it's not obvious to me that the urge to explore is sufficient. And the economic drivers have always worked, and like I said, so too does your need for security. By the way, security in this case is not just protecting the value of the satellite that is in orbit. It's protecting the value of the commerce that that satellite enables. Consider the GPS system, which was launched by the Air Force and then co-opted by our business community. There are entire business models that only exist because of GPS, such as Uber, such as Tinder. <laughs> you want to find out who you're going to mate in the, within a square mile, <laughs> it is getting coordinates via GPS. And so there's the valuation of those satellites goes beyond just their hardware. It's what they enable on Earth. So if you're going to have a military presence, you'd want the military protecting our assets in space as well as whatever else it's doing here on, on the ground. Now, what's going to open that? I think space tourism is a huge driver. Space tourism, there's it. And don't lie, who swiped right on Neil deGrasse on Tinder? Come on, be honest. All right, all right. Anyway, so okay. So you hear what he's saying, right? So, so not just uh, not just the these the, the space junk, the asteroids that might be a threat. You have the the, the satellites moving around, like a, you know maybe weaponized or uh, like I said in a military capacity. And then uh, the space tourism thing, like we talked about earlier when James called. So let's uh, let's uh, let's finish this up, Neil deGrasse, and then we'll wrap this all the way back around uh, from uh, Eisenhower back to the current day, and maybe what built Space Force and what prompted Trump to uh, to actually enact this thing. So here we go, here we go. <laughs> He's an assaulter. I, 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 that's so so goes the rumor i don't know there we go part four neil degrasse action yeah right now you can go to the well the russians used to take tourists for 20 million dollars um and then i don't know that there was a waiting list for that but few a few people did it now that that, that seems to be a highly sort of uh elastic um, demand curve there because if you make it 10 million there'll be more people who can afford to do it 5 million 1 million 500,000 100,000 mm -hmm. each drop down uh, you're gonna grow that interest and grow that community and at the bottom you can make it a lottery and everyone puts in ten dollars to get a trip into space and so the first person who does that will make great strides be it Bezos or Virgin Galactic um, uh, or Elon Musk. I just know for myself, I'm not going to be the first on any of those voyages until like Elon Musk sends his mother. <laughs> if she comes back alive, then I might buy a ticket. <laughs> well, we will wait to see that. Very quickly, Neil, what, what do you make of Elon Musk's recent sort of quirky, quirky behavior? Can you smoke pot in I, space? It, <laughs> well, you need oxygen that you might prefer to breathe <laughs> rather than <laughs> using it to combust the marijuana. Uh, just, just a trade-off, I'm thinking, you know. Uh, but uh, with his quirky behavior, you know, I went to college. I went to a highly, really selective college where people were really smart and really weird. And the weirdness became an element of their behavior that I just came to expect with people who had sort of singular abilities to think or to innovate mm -hmm. or to um, to 
to project what a future might be. So, so I think we're giving him to, yes, he, he needs to comply with the SEC. He's got a publicly traded so. company. He's got to obey. Otherwise, there's consequences. Beyond that, yep. you know, let the man be, be an individual. See that even Elon Musk must obey. California smacking him down. Obey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so there you go. There's there's the take from Neil deGrasse, Neil DeShill, whatever he's called. Whatever you guys want to Yeah. There he is. All right. So so there's there's the more the most basic take, right? The guy that's like the astrophysicist that uh, doesn't believe in aliens basically. But he kind of does, right? But he just, you know, like it, it's like a it's like watching the mainstream media, right? And they're like, they're trying to tell you one thing, but you know what they're trying to tell you is exactly the opposite of what they believe. Yeah, that's kind of like Neil deGrasse. Like, he, he's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, aliens, the universe is so big that, you know, that has to be. But, you know, he's really just shitting on it, saying, no, nope, we ain't seen them in telescopes, so they don't exist. Anyway, so there we go. There's Neil deGrasse. I don't need to tell you guys. You already know. All right, but so let's uh, let's wrap this all the way back around. So let's go, go to uh, where we just were. Dwight D. Eisenhower, all right? So he had a scientist that was with him, doctor, this Dr. Singer fellow, all right, that said that Phobos was a hollow artificial satellite proving the existence of a Martian civilization, all right? So right there, right there in black and white, if you think the source is bunk, fine, but that's right there in black and white. So it's not the first time a scientist, a notable scientist even, has come out and said something like this. This is a long time ago. But we were actually doing this show when uh, we actually had third phase of moon. If anybody remembers that, I think Grant was the guy's name. He called in during this particular show where we were talking about the possibility of why Donald Trump brought about Space Force. Because there was something happening in the cosmos, in our solar system, at that particular time. Stephen Hawking had just passed away, and there was the very first actual interstellar object that came into our solar system. Anybody remember what that was? Anybody remember? It's okay. You don't have to, because <laughs> I'm going to tell you. All right. There was this thing called a Muamua. Anybody remember this? Now, this thing came and went. It was pretty fast. Before Stephen Hawking passed away, he actually said that this is going to be one of the most exciting things we've ever seen, humanity's ever seen, because Amuamua is, let me just read some of this. This is from SputnikNews.com, and it's fantastic. Hold on, let's see. Is there another one? Let's see. Should we start it? Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's start here. So this is a, this year is a, so, so remember making, making the loop back from that scientist in 1960 that said the moon Phobos is hollow and probably a satellite, like an artificial satellite, an alien satellite. All right. And now back to present day. This was one year ago or so, year and a half, something like that. Here we go. Let's read some of this. Despite backlash from colleagues in the scientific community, Avi Loeb of Harvard University continues to advocate his theory that the interstellar object called Oumuamua passing through our solar system is part of an alien spaceship. 
He argues that other astronomers have lost their childhood curiosity and are too afraid to be wrong. And it continues. In an interview with Chicago Tribune, Avi Loeb, head of Harvard University's astronomy department, shared that he has been working on an equation that will prove that the strange interstellar object called Oumuamua and currently passing the orbit of Jupiter is part of an alien spaceship. The astronomer thinks that Oumuamua is not a comet or an asteroid, as his colleagues suggest, but a light sail that was once the driving force of advanced technological equipment. Loeb points out that the interstellar object is moving too fast for an inert piece of rock, as if it's being pushed from behind. He also doesn't think it's a comet, as observations of the object haven't revealed anything resembling a comet's tail. Loeb believes that the mainstream image of Oumuamua is a piece of potato-shaped rock is actually wrong. Scroll up to the top. That's kind of what they, right there, that, that was the illustrations of what this thing actually looked like. It was like a kind of like a cigar-shaped, long, oblong, potato-size-ish thing, right? All right. So, the renowned, uh, okay, hold on, let's see, blah, blah, potato shape. According to the astronomer, it's a kilometer long and one millimeter thick oblong light sail, which is so light and thin that it's capable of catching the sun's rays and using them as a wind propelling uh, wind propelling it further into space, like a light sail would be. So, so far, scientists have been unable to determine the exact shape of the object due to its complex rotation, but they suggest it is a cigar-shaped rock. The renowned astronomer has faced criticism from colleagues over his views on the essence of Oumuamua. Many of them have accused Loeb of publishing theories that he doesn't believe himself and and of engaging in sensationalist, ill-motivated science. Doesn't that sound like scientists that like to bicker amongst themselves? However, Harvard's top astronomer remains adamant in his views and is demanding that his critics provide convincing arguments disproving his theory. Now, he did do these these equations he was talking about. We covered this ad nauseum so much that OG Todd, I don't know I don't know if OG Todd is here in the chat, but like we did this so we, when Frank, back when Frank was here when this was actually happening, Amuamu was flying through. We covered the shit out of this because there was a, a like an unbelievable amount of weird stuff with this, okay? So this thing was not only uh its mass was bizarre because it was long and thin, but it was also rotating on like three axes, all right? This thing was like literally just kind of flipping around like you wouldn't expect it to, to be moving, which is why they had a hard time measuring the mass of this object in, in very specifics. Okay, then the other weird part is it dipped down in an elliptical orbit, and I know all this because we covered the shit out of this a year and a half ago when this was happening. It, it dipped, okay, so imagine the solar system of course, in a 3D environment, the solar system is sort of in a flat plane, all right? The sun in the middle, and the, there's a, like a flat plane, and the, the planets orbit around the sun in a flat plane because the, the nature of gravity kind of coalesces all the planets to be in that flatness. It's like a, you know, it, it, it becomes a thing after so much time, all right? But this particular thing, this Oumuamua thing, actually dipped down into our solar system from an elliptical orbit above that flat plane of our gravity signature in the solar system. It came down, it passed Earth, it passed Venus, it looped around by the sun, and then it went back out towards the rest of the solar system, all right? 
and when it was passing in the Jupiter S quadrant, quadrant the the Jovian system, as it's called, it uh, started accelerating. All right, so the, so the thing actually looked like it was maybe controlled by something. All right, now this is again this is widely covered. Avi Loeb is one of the guys. Harvard guy, he stood up and said, yep, nope, this could be a light sail. This could be an alien thing. This could be this could be a lot of things, right? These possibilities, all right? So now this is a muamua, right? Then that's the bizarre part. It was spinning on the three-axis thing. They couldn't really pin down exactly the mass based on the, calcul- the mathematical calculations. And then even more bizarre, it wasn't a comet because it didn't have sublimation when it got close to the sun. But then, oddly enough, once it got out near Jupiter-ish, on its way back out, it started accelerating, right? So you, you add all that shit up, and you're like, WTF is all of this. That's the question, right? So that's what's going on with this particular thing. So I'm saying that back in 1960, this scientist with Eisenhower was saying, hey, look, the moon Phobos might actually be some sort of artificial satellite, all right? So I'm saying that this stuff is not new. Like, we've had scientists speculating about this stuff for a very long time. And it's bizarre to me that if this has been kind of in science, and they've been talking about these things for as long as they have, that we're shocked when this happens again, (laughs) all right? So now... Now, here's the best part. Now, let's wrap this all the way back around. Let's bring this all the way back around to where we started. Donald Trump. All right? Now, you never thought I'd say that, did you? (laughs) Let's start it right back at Donald Trump. Now, when he said this, let's play this again. Let's bring this back around to this spot. They did this, all right, exactly right when Amuamua was flying through our solar system. All right, check this out. When it comes to space, too often, for too many years, our dreams of exploration and discovery were really squandered by politics and bureaucracy, and we knocked that out. So important for our psyche, what you're doing. It's going to be important monetarily and militarily, but so important for right up here, the psyche. We don't want China and Russia and other countries leading us. We've always led. We've gone way far afield for decades now, having to do with our subject today. We're going to be the leader by far. We're behind you a thousand percent. When it comes to defending America, it is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. We must have American dominance in space. So important. Very importantly, I'm here by directing the Department of Defense and Pentagon to immediately begin the process necessary to establish a space force as the sixth branch of the armed forces. That's a big statement. I am instructing my administration to embrace the budding commercial space industry. We are modernizing out-of-date space regulations. They're way out of date. They haven't been changed in many, many years. And today we're taking one more step to unleash the power of American ingenuity. In a few moments, I will sign a new directive to federal departments and agencies. They will work together with American industry to implement a state-of-the-art framework for space traffic 
management. A state-of-the-art... What wait, did he say? <laughs> I'm going to go back to this. I did this twice already. What the... Listen. All right. We got a mua mua, right? This, so this is coming in. Stephen Hawking pointed out before, just before he passed away that, holy shit, he didn't say this. I'm paraphrasing badly, by the way. But he did say this is a golden opportunity for humankind. We have this thing coming from outside of our solar system. We have no idea what it could be. And we need to jump all over this to learn everything we can about it as fast as possible. We need to mobilize now. Okay? Unfortunately, shortly thereafter, Stephen Hawking passed away. He didn't even get to see the data as this thing flew through the solar system. They spotted it as it was coming through. So one more time. Let me just play, a state. Let me just play the end of this. Now, this is the most important part. Implement a, a state-of-the-art, here we go. State-of-the-art framework for space traffic management. State-of-the-art framework for space traffic management, all right? As Amuamua's, I don't know, driving through the solar system. <laughs> I don't know. All right, all right. I'll bring it all the way back around. Is this why... Space Force was enacted. Is this why? I don't know about the Galactic Federation. We talked about that the last couple of shows. But is is this why Space Force is a thing? Because there is space traffic out there. Avi Loeb has claimed this was a light sail from an alien civilization, and that was his hypothesis. All right, this thing accelerated as it left the Jovian system near Jupiter on its way out as it came from somewhere outside of our solar system. It appeared to be some sort of scout, some sort of scout ship, some sort of probe, didn't it? Almost like you would expect from, we talked about the movie Independence Day tonight and played the Bill Pullman clip. But imagine just before that fleet of aliens showed up in the movie to take over planet Earth, do you suspect maybe they sent some sort of similar probe, like a muamua? <laughs> and if so, and if so, hold on, and if so, I got this, and if so. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. Yes, maybe yes. And if that's the case, do you think it prompted Donald Trump and his team to enact a space force? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me. There's a lot here. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Let's read some chat. Let's finish this up. All right. So uh, if you want to be part of the show, now is the time because we're running out. We're running out of time. It's about it's about time for me to go smash some beers and play some Call of Duty. But right this minute, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. You can find both the phone number and the Discord at troubledminds.org. That's the official website, troubledminds.org. If you like this conversation... We split off the news. We're doing conspiracy news five freaking days a week. Yeah. Follow us on Twitch five days a week. If not, it'll get posted to the YouTube channel, and you can find it all there, too. So no sweat. Don't, no worries. Conspiracy all day, all the time. But okay, back to the, back to the matter at hand. What's really going on here? Is this about aliens, or is this about... Space trash. You see like the weird juxtaposition of the two things? <laughs> they're not remotely related, and they're very, very, very different threats. 
but threats nonetheless. Assuming both are real. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, I don't know. So, okay, Avi Loeb, let me, uh, let me pull up one more real quick while we have this. And we're finishing this up. Avi Loeb, where is it? Come on, come on, Avi Loeb, where are you at, buddy? Where are you at, buddy? I got a lot of links up here. All right, there we go. All right, so here we go. Here's one more. This is uh, reported by The Atlantic, all right? And uh, this is a... Here we go. Dropping the links in and then going to finish this up. I'm smashed. Am I smashed? Bro, I've had three beers. <laughs> if, you, if, you get, if you can get smashed on three beers, I'm impressed because it takes way more than that for me. I'm just... Uh, it's weird. So, okay, so here's the thing with me. Like, if I don't have coffee in the morning, I'm, I'm a wreck. I can't even read sentences from an article like this. But if it gets to the, like early evening if i don't have a beer i can't do this like it's like it's like the coffee for the nighttime you know what i'm saying i'm not saying i drink beer every night i'm saying show nights i have to have a couple beers it opens up my brain <laughs> i just can't do it i can't do it all right anyway anyway here we go now this is this is another one so this is a reported by the atlantic.com when a harvard professor talks about aliens news about extraterrestrial life sounds better coming from an expert at a high prestige institution and again it's the same thing talking about avi Loeb, talking about Oumuamua, saying that he uh he actually uh, uh you know do you believe that extraterrestrial intelligence exists you know and uh, his light sail theory and Oumuamua and all the rest of this stuff so uh, like I said, right, 1960, this uh, uh, presidential scientist that's uh, advising Eisenhower at the time says, hey, uh, the moon Phobos is, could be an actual, like, extraterrestrial satellite. It's not new. <laughs> I mean, that's new. That, according to Avi Loeb, him and Amu is not new. It's old, this is old, old school stuff. Read some good, uh, good, good comments here, and then we'll finish this up. Just, uh, just, just pointing out the facts here. Just pointing out the facts, guys. So uh, trying to make a connection. I think there might be some connections here. And it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Bailey says, I saw that in a weird flashback thing or something, it is a flat metal structure on top, a spaceship like an aircraft carrier ship. The bottom and sides are just manufactured to look like an asteroid. GameVetto2 says, there's a NASA photo floating around of one of these uh, sitting on the moon's surface. Uh, You mean the monolith, right? It has lines and circles on the top. It's crazy. I'm not sure what you mean. Bailey says, are we a leader or are we behind you? I don't even know what that means. But I believe you. I'm with you. How about I'm with you? (laughs) I'm with you. GameVetto2, that that is the moon craft like Muamua. Yep, that's it. That's it. That's what you said. That's what he said. That's what he said. All right. Let's see. What else do we got? What else do we got? Some other good, other good chat here. Again, uh, we're, we're about out of time, guys. If you want to be, I have time for you. If you want to call in and tell me your take, this show is live. We do it live to include you. That's literally the only reason we do it this way. All my 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 slurps and my burps and my popping beers during the thing and my ums and my ahs and my not perfect narratives. We do it that way because we want to include you. We've always done it like that. We'll always do it like that. So if you can, if you can uh, 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 see see how I, uh, uh, but, but yeah, it's just part part of being me. It's part of being human, right? Like if I if I did this in a vacuum and edited out every um and all, you guys would think I'm a genius. Well, maybe. Well, probably not. <laughs> but anyway, you get the point. You think I'm way smarter than I am. But it, the point is. I don't care about that. I care about including you. That's the most important part. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. Troubledminds.org is the official website. Get on the show. Tell me what you think. What is this What is this Space Force thing? 
Do you think this is this is just a again military boondoggle? Space garbage. Chinese and Russian satellites or aliens. What's the real threat? What are our Space Force guardians protecting us against? That's the question. That's really the question. So we're about to finish up. We got a phone call coming in. But you see, you see, it comes all the way back around, doesn't it? It's weird. It's weird how it comes all the way back around. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Space Force, what can you do? <laughs> you can think about it. You can talk about it until you join Space Force and start swabbing the decks, matey. You can't really do much else. <laughs> so let us know. If anybody out there gets a job at Space Force, I expect you to call in and give us, I don't know, <laughs> give us, don't, don't give us classified information because you'll end up in jail. Actually, unless it's politically motivated, then you might not. So you might be cool. Make sure you clear it with Chuck Schumer or Mitch McConnell and you're good. But if you don't, you got a big problem, all right? Make sure we can politicize it and they can talk about it on CNN or Fox News. All right? Anyway. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to this phone call and let's finish this up. What's up? You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? What's up? This is Beachwood. Beachwood. What's up, my man? How are you? Good evening. What's going on? I'm you, calling from uh, I'm calling from out in Massachusetts. Nice. East Coaster. You don't sound like you're from the East Coast. East are you Coast. fibbing to me? Yeah, no, I am born and raised. Hey, can you say, do me a favor. I'm, this is the test. Can you say quarterback? Say quarterback for me. A quarterback. Oh, see, he did it. All right, fine. You win <laughs> from Boston. All right. Or Massachusetts or wherever you're from. I, I don't know. It's all, all of Massachusetts is Boston in my mind. So, because, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, basically, that's what you tell people when you go other places. You just say from Boston. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. That, then we're on the same page. All right. So what's on your mind tonight? What do you think about all this alien stuff and Space Force and all the rest? Well, the Space Force, I can't tell you too, too much about. I honestly think that might be a distraction, but definitely idea they want to put in people's head. I, um, I'm almost positive. See, I believe, I don't think humans are from Earth. I don't think, um, and I know they say when a lot of people think that we reverse engineer technology, like alien technology, I think it's all pre-programmed in us and it's just coming out in time progressively. Because like when I look at animals, like what their natural instinct is, they have like no desire to leave the planet. They basically just eat, they reproduce, they get shelter, they survive, but they don't complicate their lives like humans do. Okay, I'm with you. So basically, I mean, it's just, um, I looked it up. We're about, there's allegedly like 8.7 million different species on the planet. We seem to be the only ones that question our own existence. We question our origins. We question where we go when life ceases. We, we build things. We're the only creatures on this planet that, I mean, other animals build. They build nests. They build dens. But we build complex, complex things that only a small, small percentage of our society actually understands, like, how to build and how it works. The most of us are just the working class. Knuckleheads. 
not knuckleheads, but we uh, we just serve a basic purpose. I'm speaking, and we don't really know why. I usually speak about myself in the 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 uh, plural, (laughs) but okay. I am yeah. all of the knuckleheads. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, okay. So I, but, I get um, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So then, g- g- given all that, is it? Uh, how does that relate? How does it relate to the uh, to the to the space force and and the the uh, Amua and all the stuff we're talking about here? Well, I think all that stuff exists, but I think there's just a lot, lot more going on. Um, and I think it's been going on for a long, long time. But, um, you know, that's just in the mainstream. Um, not that it doesn't exist, but it's, um, I honest, I don't know about the space. That's still kind of new to me. But um, I had sent you a message on the last show, you know, about how I had had an experience a few years ago. Yeah, West Virginia. And I, uh, I don't think we have it. enough time I to do it tonight, but um, I remember, maybe on right? another show I'd love to, to talk about that. Didn't you say West Virginia, right? Or no? Who, me? Yeah, you? My, uh, I'm getting you confused with somebody else. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. We'll get into it another time. I, uh, I, uh, I, get, I get people confused in my brain, don't I? Uh, 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 see, I can't even. I can't even. Anyway, I'm sorry. I mean, go right ahead. I thought. I thought I had you. That you told me it was somebody else that called earlier tonight. So my bad. My bad. See, see what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. No, no problem. Yeah, yeah. You get me on my but, um, fourth beer. It gets around midnight. This is what happens to me. I'm a mess. But anyway, sorry. Sorry about that. Go right ahead. Nah, happens to the best of us. <laughs> Amen, brother. But yeah, go right ahead. So let, let's wrap this up. What do you think about? I'm not trying to run you off the phone. I'm just saying let's let's turn this back around to the aliens and space force and the rest of this. If you don't know that, well, that's fine. But what do you think, though? Do you think that do you think it is something nefarious here with uh, with China and Russia and the satellites? You think it's something as innocu- innocuous as uh, space garbage and meteorites, or do you think there's freaking aliens we're trying to protect ourselves against with the space force thing? Um. I think both. I think protection. I think ultimately the human race needs to get off of the planet eventually. Maybe not within our lifetimes, but it's uh, it's inevitable. I mean, nothing lasts forever. So it just makes me wonder when I look at like the human race, like we have an obsession with astrology. Ancient cultures have an obsession with astrology. And we have like this drive to explore space more than our own planet. So it's almost makes me think like we have a homing mechanism, like we're trying to go maybe where we came from. Uh, yeah. Like that's where I think maybe the intuition to explore all this is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the space force could add a part of that. Maybe it's part of disclosure. Uh, I don't think most people can handle it, to be honest with you, but. Do you, do you think that uh, if, if if the government came out tomorrow morning at eight a.m. and said, "Hey, aliens are here. This shit is real. Here's what they are. Here's their here's our dossier, or eighty-eight page thing. Or here's the brief." You think people start jumping out of windows and shit? You think that's real? If that happened, I I don't think humanity could, in general, could hear it. I think they would panic. Um. Human beings have this natural thing. Like, even the thing with the space, like, look at human nature. So we're either 
building weapons to protect ourselves or we're building weapons to go and kill things. But if we have this instinct to build weapons and this like fear that something's going to attack us, it makes me think we're not the top of the food chain. Because like when I look at like just the other animal world, like the top dog, not not afraid of anything. He just walks around, you know, like the animals that are at the top of the food chain with no real natural predators like uh, saltwater crocodiles or gray white sharks. They kind of just do what they want. Humans are the only, you know, thing that bothers them. Or Bigfoots or Gilgameshes. They do just do what they want. <laughs> Bigfoots. <laughs> I haven't seen Bigfoot in years. <laughs> I said I had I had, I, had to, I had to shoehorn that in there. I'm sorry, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> but um, no, basically that's that's all I can give you on that. Um, I'm probably going to go ahead and uh, let you go. But I know I started listening to the show. Uh, I like it. I wanted to call the to let you know. I want to maybe in the future call in and give you some input. And um, if I could, I'd like to tell my story. But it, it takes a little bit of time. Dude. Definitely makes me come off as a complete lunatic. But, dude, uh, dude, I'm actually fairly normal person. Dude, you have a story that makes you come off as a lunatic. It's going to take a little bit of time. You're in the right damn place, my friend. Check this out. This is the best. I part. figured I'd let you know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. No, look. This is the thing. I'm in, officially inviting you and Bailey. By the way, damn it, Bailey, we need to get you on the show, please. Bailey, Bailey, like Bailey's also has a story and kind of says, "Oh, I want to tell a story," and then never says, "Hey, let's do it on Tuesday." Bailey, would you please pick a day and get on get on here? But this is the thing. Everybody's welcome, dude. Let's you. So here's the thing. Just just get me on Discord or send me an email. Troubleminesradio at gmail dot com. And just brief me on what the story is, just like some some points. I'll get some some uh, some articles that back it up, so we can kind of uh, just you know fill fill the time, so we you know so we don't have to just put all the pressure on you to tell a story, so I can kind of derail and give you a little little bit of breathing time, so we can talk about this, dude. We could do an entire show and talk about your story, okay? Like that's the best. Absolutely, part. The and best I'll give you I'll this. give you one little preview. Okay, let's is, do it. This is true. It's just one. I ended up in in the emergency room and I it's written down on paper. I asked the nurse what dimension I was in. I was, I didn't, I was out of my mind and it, as fast as it came, it went. And that's what led to uh, the whole story. But, um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I got to clean up my beer bottles <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to hey, go get hey, some sleep, but, hey, uh, cheers, I appreciate brother. you having me on and you'll definitely, definitely hear me hear from me again. So yeah, yeah. thanks for the call. Please, please do let me know. We'll set it up. Friday is the best time for you. We'll the next Friday, the following Friday, whatever you let me know. We'll set it up. We've done it before with people. We'll continue to do it with people. This goes out to everybody out there. If you're listening to this show, this is not my show. This is your show. This is our show. Okay. If you have a story to tell, you have me as backup. I can blabber on for hours on end, okay? So there's no reason to be nervous. Get on here. I will support you. Let's tell a good story and let's get 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 it out there. Let's make sure that people understand we're not insane. These things happen. Beachwood. Thank you so much for the call, let's, my man. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Do it. All right. Thank you, my man. You, you tell me when. Have a good night. Uh, the, tell Boston they can keep their snow. 
<laughs> Have a good night, my man. We'll keep it strange out here, man. Hell, right, yes. Take it easy. Oh, yes, you too. Have a good night. There you go. There's Beachwood from, from Massachusetts, and it's as simple as that, right? Simple as that. You call me. You get on the show. We have a good time, and we tell some ghost stories or some alien stories, some interdimensional stories, or we just shoot the shit and slap each other in the back and drink a beer, and it's all good. It's all the same. Isn't it all the same in the end? <laughs> it's all about it's all about bringing people together and uh, having a good time, and that's really what this is all about. In the end, in the end, it ends, and we're done. So one more time, you don't. I, I don't care what you think. I, I really don't, meaning that believe the aliens are there, believe they're not, believe there's some combination of the two, the truth is never as binary as it seems, in my opinion, but it's not up to me. It's up to you. You decide. I'm trying to bring the information, trying to bring a coherent narrative to think about, not to make a point, all right? Not to, like, aha, here's the facts. Now, I don't know about that. But I do know, well, I do hope you had a good time tonight. I do hope you'll have a good time next time when we do it again. Tuesdays, Fridays. 8 p.m. Pacific, we're going to do it again. God willing, five days a week, conspiracy news on Twitch. If you haven't joined us yet, I still haven't even found my sea legs yet. It's a little bit weird, right? So, like, with, with this show, like, we start, and I know exactly what to say. When that show starts, I'm like, uh... <laughs> so, so it's, we're, we're, still, we're still getting it right over there, but uh, when we get it right, it's going to be hot, too. We got, some, we got some hot moments over there. There's some crazy shit happening in the world that we don't talk about on this show because there's not enough time. See, the phone line just died. I think that's the technocracy telling me, shut your mouth, Michael Strange. Way too much truth up in this hizzy. All right, so meaning that it's done. We're over. This show is finished for the evening. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for being here. And uh, catch us for the next one. That'll be Tuesday. If you have a story to tell, if you have an experience, if you've seen a UFO, if you've seen an alien, if you've seen a ghost, if you've seen a, a, a Bigfoot or a cryptid or a howler, an Ozark howler or a hellhound or a this or a that, if you've seen something you can't explain and you'd like to tell the story, I am officially inviting you on this show. You don't have to be Linda Moulton Howe. You don't have to stay for three hours if it's a short story. You don't have to do any of that. If you, if you want 30 minutes with me and to tell the story, you got it. If you want the whole three hours times multiple episodes, you got it. All right? That's the beauty of this. Nobody tells us what to say. Nobody tells us how long to talk about it. And if they do, they can jump off because we're going to do what we need to do. Right? Right? All right. Space Force. Right? Ah, Space Force. I think I have one more thing. One more thing and then we're finished. Let's do this. Let's end it this way, right here. Where's it at? Here we go. This is how we're going to end this. You guys are the best. I'm going to do the, the outro real fast here before we start this because this is amazing on the way out. Thank you again for everybody, all your enthusiasm, all your calls, all the chat, all the encouragement, like I said, like I always say. If I, if without all of us together, I'm just in here mumbling to myself in the corner. And while it is stimulating in my brain, it's a hell of a lot less fun. So thank you so much. We'll see you Tuesday. We're going to continue to do this. If you like this show and these ideas, 
We're doing five days a week on Twitch at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you can't catch it live, catch the archives. They go up on YouTube as well. Tons of good information. It's a little less alien-centric, a little more real world. But uh, we're going to start mixing that up and adding some weird shit, too. So here we go. As we finish this out, thank you. God bless. Be safe. Frequencies, vibrations, whatever it is you believe. Make sure they're good stuff. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. For Michael Strange. Happy holidays and all that good shit, but we'll be back Tuesday. And as we finish, this is the outro music. (laughs) All right. It seems too abrupt. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out. You guys are the best. We're going to finish this up just like this, like we always do. Some outro music. Have a good night. We'll see you all on Tuesday. Uh, Again, uh, check us out on uh, uh, Conspiracy News with Michael Strange on Twitch. It'll be on YouTube as well. Troubleminds.org is the official website. Thanks for for being here. You guys are amazing. It, uh, It makes this all a tremendous pleasure so let's uh, finish with uh, how about uh, something a little ridiculous and uh, everybody have a good night sleep well be good to yourselves be good to your family be good to your friends be good to everybody and we'll uh, catch you very soon no I think we started with that let's do uh, what's the other one 80s this is an 80s let's try this time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.